ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. We're just setting up out there, so give us a few moments. We're going to crank it up here in just a moment with Peter Whiffen. Peter, let me do a sound check with you. How's my audio coming through over there? Um, yours is coming good. Okay, great. Your audio is good. Everybody, welcome to the program tonight. We've got a great show for you, and uh, it's an honor to be back with you and have my good friend, Deliverance Minister Peter Whiffen, all the way from the beautiful... Gold Coast of Australia. Peter, why do they call it the Gold Coast? Um, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think because <laughs> it's uh, golden beaches. Ah, it's like the uh, the destination of choice in Australia next to Bali, isn't it? Yeah, it's like Florida of the U.S., like it's a retirement and holiday destination. And I say Bali because I've run into so many of Australian people here in Bali and I say, what are you doing here? And they said, well, it's cheaper to get on a plane and fly to Bali, hotel, food, great uh, beach, than it is to go to the Gold Coast, which would be our next, which would be, you know, our first choice. But uh, prices are such that they can fly over here pretty cheap, four and a half hours, I think it is, by plane. So I run into a lot of Australians here and um, New Zealanders and occasionally even an American. But um, everybody, welcome to the show tonight. I want to thank um, thank all of you for tuning in this week, and we've kind of had a, a smaller schedule this week because of the elections, and want to give everybody some time off to uh, prepare for that or to recoup from that. It's been it's been pretty stressful for everybody, but praise God, I'm like this, Peter. There's no perfect candidate, but I was praying that we would have more time in America, and uh, I knew Trump could give us that extra time here. And I don't want to take it for granted, for one. I know that we've got enemies out there, folks. They're called demons that hate America, hate every Australian, hate every Canadian, hate every person around the globe. doesn't matter where you're from. These demons hate you. And they've got a mission to kill, steal, and destroy. And they didn't stop just because we got a reprieve with Donald Trump. Their mission is to make war on the saints. And the word of God declares that's going to happen. And so, for one, Peter, I know my family wasn't prepared. Uh, I know I need more preparation. I'm not prepared. And I'm not looking forward to the day of the Lord. It says, woe to those who look for it. It's not a day of light. It's a day of darkness. And I said, God, give us some more time, please. Out of your mercy, we don't deserve it. We've got enough sins on our credit sheet. 
that God could judge us and you know what? He would be righteous if he did. But he knows that people are not prepared. His church is not prepared. God wants to get a harvest. What's wrong with that? Is there anything wrong with wanting more to make it in, Brother Peter? That's a good question. <laughs> and um, how can you find an answer that disputes that? You know what? God is merciful. He's long-suffering. He says he's not wishing any should perish. Ultimately, God does have to judge. And uh, the day that that happens in America and other parts of the world, it's not going to be a, a day, folks, that you'll be smiling, you'll be happy. Sadly, I've even run into some people that are angry right now that God didn't judge at this time. They're angry. Oh, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to uh, take that one in. That's pretty sad. Mm. I guess they'd already mm. checked out. They would if we got mm. nuked. If we had a red dawn invasion, if America was destroyed, I guess they would, they love the bomb. And, um, I know one day destruction's coming revelation 18, four, but our goal in binding and loosing praying people were fasting. You know, brother, I've never done this before in an election. I mean, I've spoke out in the elections that have, we've had in the past, but this was the first time that I put every resource I had into binding and loosing. Basically, militarize my Facebook page, this re this website, to rally people to begin to bind and loose because I knew the stakes were this high this time, and I cried mm. because my heart was grieved. You know, mm. I, I realize that I'll be uh, I'll be 47, Peter, this month. Oh, and oh my goodness! I spent half of my life, my brother, half of my life yeah. under a dictatorship yeah. in America. What do I mean by that? Well, I remember. The election of, um, I remember Gerald Ford in office. That's as far as I go back. And uh, Jimmy Carter getting in. And then I remember the presidents after that. But if you go really back in time, about 28 years, we had the birth of the New World Order announced with George Bush Sr., ex-CIA mm -hmm. agent, reported mm -hmm. to have been involved in drug running operations in the Golden Triangle from Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam. I mean, this guy's connections went as deep as he was a partner with Osama bin Laden's family called the Bin Laden Construction Group. Now, that's a proven fact. Mm. You know, mm. skull and crossbones. And that was 28 years ago that he took mm. office. They tried to take Reagan out early and assassinate him. But, you know, a place called Hegwish Baptist Church, Win Worley, and a group of mm -hmm. believers around the world were binding and loosing every day, Peter. Mm. And they were coming against the enemy and there were demons that were interrogated and said you've set our plans back by 10 years you need to stop that binding and loosing the demon said and you know what they tried to kill reagan and put their man the man who was the former director of the cia george bush the vp in office and they failed he had to wait a full eight eight years but he finally got in he was so happy when he announced the birth of the new world order we went into Panama. We went into Iraq. It was about that time I was about 21 years old. I was working for the U.S. Army as a civilian and hadn't been on the job maybe a month. And here we are. We've got the invasion of Kuwait. We've got Operation Desert Storm, Desert Shield, Operation Provide Comfort that I uh, was involved in for six and a half years. And when I got out, you know, I got out during the next administration, eight years of the Clintons. 
I don't even have time to go through all the wicked things that happened during that administration. Mm. Waco happened during that time. I remember that, though. I remember Oklahoma City. I remember mm. all the evil things that were going on in America. And, you know, that one ended in impeachment. And you say, well, did it stop there? No, that was just the beginning. That was about the halfway mark. We got the son of Bush back in. He continued his father's mm. New World Order plans for takeover of the world. We're still in a war as a result of his actions mm. 15 years later. They pulled 911. They put us under the Homeland Security Act 1 and 2 to where every American, even this program right now, is being recorded and stored and archived. There's no privacy mm. anymore. They sold out America, didn't have any problem shedding blood to do it. And then we got Obama and people said, you know what? Yes, we can. As he, he said, yes, we can. And the only ones that benefited in retrospect were the LGBT community. I, I challenge anyone to correct me on that. What else came out of that eight years? but the promotion of sexual perversion worldwide. Let's get real about it. He didn't do anything for African-American people. He did embolden them to know that, yes, you can go all the way to the White House. And I would that he had been a godly man, but he did nothing that he promised he would. And now eight years later, we're probably at the lowest point this country has ever been and that's why I say 28 years of dictatorships, what they all had in common from Bush Sr. to the Clintons to Bush Jr. to Obama is they were globalist. And mm. you hear that term globalist, that's an AKA for they carry a spirit of antichrist. Mm. We've got a man now who has said America first, not mm. the globalist. That's the first mm. time I can ever recall in my lifetime. We've gotten to a a point in history where there could be a chance for some real change. Mm. And I was praying for that. I said, God, please, we cannot afford another eight years of a globalist. We've literally been in a dictatorship. Now, yes, I understand it's not as bad as it would have been living under um, some of these other dictators that have come and go, and they would just arrest you and you'd never be seen from again. But that happened to some people, too. They had a thing called rendition. Mm. And this program is not a, not to rehearse the history that we've had, but I just wanted to um, say it's a sobering moment in time to be alive hmm. and to realize <laughs> how close we literally were to destruction hmm. had Hell's hmm. candidate made it in, a lady that it was proven that she is in necromancy, which is God calls an abomination. That's contact with dead people. Hmm. I believe history is going to show she was a lesbian. You would have had your first lesbian president. Mm -hmm. I challenge any homosexual tuning in tonight to tell me if what I'm saying is not true. If Hillary Clinton is not a lesbian and Huma Abedin is not her lover for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Folks, it's sad. But I'm just mm -hmm. telling you straight up. Some people mm -hmm. may be angry tonight, Peter, that they cannot mm -hmm. murder the unborn with extreme malice. Mm hmm some may be angry tonight that they didn't get to kill the Second Amendment. I praise God for the fact that we still have an opportunity in America to protect our families from those that would break in and kill, steal, and destroy. Some may be angry that they don't get to keep the worst medical plan in the history of America called Obamacare. I can't even afford it. 
I wouldn't have been able to afford it even in a few months when the premiums can go to about 5000 a month. I don't have that kind of cash. So I'm uninsured right mm. now. But mm. that's going to change. Mm. And on and on we can go down the list. We gave $150 billion of agreed to to Iran, an enemy of America and Israel. Mm. We've got the World mm. Trade Organization. We've got NAFTA. They were fixing to put us under TPP. I didn't know it, but 70,000 factories were shut down in America, Peter. That's the equivalent of mm. you take 200 factories in America every day and you close them for one year straight. That's what happened to America to the point that we're the laughing stock of the world. I've got people mm. in Indonesia that look down on me and they mm. say, y'all broke. And it hurts to know that that's the truth. America's broken, mm. broken schools, mm. broken families, mm -hmm. mm. yeah. broken economy, a broke back church. <laughs> it's a sad day to be an American. And live to see this happen. But you know what? My heart lifted. I cried mm. when I saw the reprieve come through. I'm mm. not saying a pardon. There's a difference. As Michael Boldea mentioned, we got a stay of execution. That means we still mm. have the death sentence on us, folks. But like that part or like that stay of execution can come in in Indonesia where they have people right now that are waiting for the death sentence to be carried out and maybe they got to stay to plead their case a little bit longer. Mm. But there comes a time or usually around 2 a.m. in the morning, someone that was caught for drug running in Indonesia or drug selling usually is the case. They, they go in, they don't tell them when it's going to happen, but they wake you up right out of your sleep. They grab you and they take you off to a post. They tie you up and a firing squad comes out and one of them have live ammo. <clears throat> no one knows who it is because they know what they've got to do. And they don't want them to suffer from a guilt complex. But one of them is going to fire the live round. And it's going to kill that person that's been sentenced to death. If it doesn't kill them, the, the commander where that's uh, overseeing the execution has responsibility to pull his sidearm out and go out and do a headshot. That happens here in Indonesia, and sometimes people get stays of execution. That means they got a little bit more time. Many times, though, they don't get the pardon, and the day comes where they have to have the execution take place. I believe that's uh, the plan for America. I believe it's written in the Word of God over in Revelation 18. Hmm. I was not in any way thinking that, hey, We've gotten enough people to repent for the sins of this nation that God is going to forget everything that has happened. No, we reap what we sow, but God is also merciful. And at least my take, and maybe I'm wrong, is that God has given us more time. But ultimately, even Nineveh that got an extra 120 years a day came and it was judged. And you hear about Mosul in the news right now. They're right across the street from Nineveh. It's basically... It was laid to waste, wasn't it? God judged it. Mm. But he gave mm. them more time when he sent Jonah. I believe God has sent mm. his Jonas to America. And we had enough people, even people in Indonesia, Australia like yourself, Canada, other parts of the world, praying for America. And God heard the mm. prayers. He heard the, the tears. 
He saw the fasting going on. He saw the binding and loosing. My brother, I've never bound and loose like, like I did this time, <laughs> ever in my past. <laughs> I wasn't happy when yeah. Obama was going in. I'll be honest with you. And I spoke out against him. <laughs> but I never bound and loose mm. like I did this time because I knew what Hillary would have meant. I had seen her once mm. before. We've got 18-year-olds out there. They have an extreme hatred for Trump. I ran into one the other day. Extreme hatred, 18 mm. years old. They weren't even alive when the, the Clintons were in office. Barely. And yeah. they're, they're just it's angry things. that, in their opinion, they've been brainwashed to think, well, this is an end for all homosexual rights, and how can you persecute my friend who's a homosexual and the Muslims? And I said, well, number one, homosexuality is a sin. We love the person, but we don't love the sin. If they don't repent of that sin before the spirit leaves their body, they're going to end up in hell. That's the truth. Do you want yes. us to love them right into hell? No, we tell them the truth. Now, they've got to make the decision. If they want to live in their spirit of perverted lifestyle, they can continue to do that. But yes. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that is not a sin that God calls an abomination. But I have a Muslim friend, and, you know, what's this mean for them? Well, if they want to continue to worship the demon Allah... It'll take him right into hell. But God loved them enough that he sent his son for the Muslims to save them too. And, you know, they don't understand. They don't know our history. I just gave you the history that I know of that was ran the course of half of my life. I remember being under a dictatorship for 28 years, what it's meant. And that's why it grieved me in my spirit. That if I didn't do anything this time, if others didn't do anything, if some sat down and didn't speak up, the children would be martyred. The Christians would be being beheaded would be accelerated. America, who has already been marked for destruction, would have had the destroyer unleashed, who would have finished the job that the globalists have intended to do for a long time. But you know what? They failed. I remember Hillary saying... We came, he saw, he died. I have something for Hillary, if she happened to be listening tonight, or one of her cronies. Hillary, <laughs> we bound, we loosed, you lost, in Jesus' name. Not on our watch tonight will the globalists be allowed to come in for the death kill. Not going to happen this time. If we mm -hmm. get another eight years, it was eight years more, to win some souls, to wake up some family members, to cast out some demons. Mm-hmm. To go on the salvage mission, look, America's the Titanic. It hit the iceberg. It's been sinking, but it was about to go under the, the waves. It's been plugged temporarily. We got a little bit more time to get some people off the sinking ship and into the ark of safety, which is the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. If that angers you, you need to check your heart tonight. If you don't understand anything that I've just said about our history of the last 28 years, I don't know where you've been. Maybe in an atheistic school. Hmm. And for that reason, I, I, have, I have nothing but contempt for our educational system. But that's going to change, too, if Trump keeps his promises. I believe he will. I believe God has given us a space and time to repent before ultimate judgment is decreed. Things have got to happen before Christ can come back sooner or later. But I praise God it's not sooner that these things mm. fall on our country of America and, and the world. As America goes down, so does the world. So I just mm. wanted to give that little bit of intro tonight. That's not where Peter's going to be headed, but I just wanted to say thank you, Peter, 
I want to thank you for locking arms with us here in America. I want to thank our friends in Britain. We prayed for Brexit. That happened. People said it couldn't happen. Everybody thought this wasn't going to happen. Literally, the Bushes voted against against Trump. His own party abandoned him. Every news channel I turned on, with rare exception, was attacking him worldwide. They spent so much money to ensure her victory. I know why they're crying. They lost their shirts tonight. But you know what? (laughs) Shows me that God still loves this country. He hasn't forgotten. Even in our darkest hour, where we've done some of the darkest deeds, he still remembers my grandparents. Your grandparents out there. People who've, who fought, and fought, for, fought for this country. So it can continue to stand in the gap for many nations, for Israel. Yeah, we have backslidden. There's no question about that. We've turned into a lukewarm church. How did this happen? Because the church got lukewarm. But I think we had enough people this time when God pulled the hearts of the church that said, Lord, forgive us. We're not going to be able to survive if Hillary gets in. I knew it. They knew it. You knew it, Peter. And mm. uh, I praise God we had enough. Sodom and Gomorrah needed 10. It couldn't find it. I don't know what the final count was that God was looking for to stand in the, in the gap for this country to save it. But we met the minimum, whatever it was. That's my take on it. Mm. And uh, all I can say is I'm thankful today. I'm very thankful that we got a little bit more time. I feel like a, a million pound weight lifted off my shoulders. I mean, I was literally crushed by depression. I didn't know if we would even be able to continue. And uh, you know what? I've gotten a second lease on life. I'm not going to waste it. None of us can afford to waste it. And you know what? Praise God, because had she gotten in, maybe a billion would have died, and maybe some of your family and busted hell wide open. Praise God, you got a little bit more time to stand in the gap for those that are not ready to meet Jesus tonight. Should the house have fallen in on our heads? That's all I have to say in my micro sermon. And um, Peter, you can share any comments you want, and I want you to bring your teaching. But before you do, will you open it up in prayer tonight? Yeah, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Um. <clears throat> You say thanks for that and uh, sharing um, your heart and um, everyone's got their share on their heart and and um, it is an exciting time, couldn't it be, to be alive and and an exciting time to be in the army, the army of the Lord. So I'll just open it up. We, we invite our commander-in-chief, um who we know is the Lord Jesus, to be with us as we go in the future, uh, to be with us here today, and that um, we dedicate everything to him and um, dedicate it to him because it could be a reason we could think about it that he loves us. I, I can't think of a better reason to want him to be with us. So with that, we say, please be with us, dear Father God. Let whatever message today, should it be worthy, go out and uh, do something, uh, help someone, and um, be effective. 
And we pray in the privilege of the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the name that's been given to us by grace. Amen. Amen. And I want to say one final thing, and I promise to limit it to this comment. <laughs> okay. I have a son who's Mexican-American. Maybe some of you don't mm. know that know my history. I have two children. I was married before, mm. Peter. I fell in a okay. marriage, but God gave me forgiveness mm. and an opportunity to, to build a family again. I have a son who's Mexican-American. Mm. For the Latino audience that's listening out there. And I have mm. a grandson who's African-American. I'm proud to say that. He's African-American tonight. We're mm. going to train him up to be mm. a deliverance soldier. For the Lord Jesus Christ, should the Lord tarry, he's seven years old. Mm. I voted for Trump for my children and my grandchildren. Should the Lord mm. tarry, they got a fighting mm. chance. Mm. There's a lot of problems that got to be fixed in America. The inner mm. cities are broken down. There's no jobs for mm. many, for millions. Mm. There's no jobs out there. Mm. The schools are broken. The families are broken. Many families right now have no father. Their father may be in jail tonight. He was a victim of his upbringing. Broken down system. There's a lot of people hurting out there. And I understand that. And this is not a white for whites or blacks or Hispanics or the First Nation people who were before, here before any of us. They've had a rough time out there recently with that uh, issue of water rights. I hope mm. that is sorted out because they deserve mm. some change too. Things have got mm. to change. But I'm here to tell you, mm. nothing was going to change under Hillary. Nothing at all. Mm. It was only going to get worse for every one of us. If you're a racist tonight, you don't like African-American people. You don't like Hispanic people. You don't like First Nation people. You don't like Caucasian people. You're not going to make it into heaven. You don't like the Jewish people. You're not going to make it into heaven. There's no room for racism in heaven. We're all God's people. God's no respecter of persons. That's right. And you know what? God loves every one of us. We're all part of the body of Christ. And we've got to pull together like never before. We need to pray because we want a battle, but the war is not over. The enemy hates every one of us, regardless of where we were born or the color of our skin. He hates you if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior tonight. He hates what you stand for. He hates what you have potential to do. He hates the fact that you carry inside of you the ability to bind and loose and destroy his kingdom. Mm. We need to pray for Trump that he'll keep his promises because mm. some things need to be fixed in this country. Mm. We need jobs. We need better mm. schools. Everybody needs mm. to be able to afford some health care. Again, right now I have no health coverage. I can't afford it. That's pretty sad mm. to say I can't, but it's mm. the truth. As many of you can't. And on and on, we can go down the list of things that need to be fixed in this country. Trump's not our yeah. savior, but I believe Trump 
was put in there by God. God put in Obama. He put in the other presidents before. And I've tried to reconcile why. God will give us what we need at the very time. And I think we got some rotten apples over the last 28 years because that's what we deserved. We had fallen down. We were not binding and loosing. We're not praying. We were in compromise. And God needed to give us a slap in the face, a shake to wake us up. Do you want to be destroyed? Or do you want to be a reprieve? Show me that you deserve a reprieve. I want to see people praying, binding and loosing, using the authority that I've given them for 2,000 years that many have never used. I want to see people fasting. I want to see people crying out for sins and repenting. We should have been doing that a long time ago. We wouldn't have gotten in the shape that we're in now. Mm. But praise God, enough woke up. I woke up. You woke up. And you know what? We cannot afford to go back to sleep. The battle's on. We got a band together. We got to pray for the president that he'll keep his word. I believe he will. And we need to praise God that we've got a reprieve. I don't know how long it'll be for, but with the time we got remaining, we need to use it to get about the father's business and pluck as many people, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, first nation, out of the fire that we can because when that book is finally closed and the trumpet is sound it's over with let's get about the father's business and pray one for the other and band together and make war on the host of hell because they're going to make war on the saints that's my micro sermon tonight I love all of you thank you for for praying standing in agreement and with that Peter the microphone is yours uh, before you bring tonight's teaching, would you tell people a little bit about who you are and give out your contact information? And also, later we're going to tell you about a pretty cool project that God gave Peter to do. Uh, it's called the Names Amplification Bible. Brother Peter, take it away. Hey, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. Um, look, I'm just, a, <laughs> I'm just one of billions of people on the planet. As everybody would realize, it's obvious. And um, uh, I'm live, currently living in Australia, and uh, I have a web website, hiskingdomstable.com, and Facebook. My name Peter Whiffen, W H I F for Facebook, I N. And uh, on my website, uh, everything there is uh, so information anybody wants. The main thing that's there is. Uh, why God has set up a table in the presence of our enemy might be something to think about in these days. Uh, why it's a table and not a sword, not a shield, not a cannon, not a gun. He's given us a table. And um, if we have to think about what's on that table and what that table does. So I've got a booklet there. It's free download because um, uh, my philosophy or the philosophy that I believe is right is that uh, freely we we receive freely, we give. So love, I don't think, can be sold, and I, I could be mistaken, but uh, I feel that love love is not for sale and love cannot be sold. It's poss possibly an impossibility. But um, this, uh, what Shannon uh, was talking about there, uh, has really brought me today uh, to the message uh, that, that's, on, that's on my heart, and that is, blessed are the peacemakers, and 
Um, Matthew 5, 9 says, we know the passage, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So the question, the question comes from that scripture. Would anyone consider me? What would my friends say? What would everybody say? Am I a peacemaker? Would they say I'm a peacemaker? Am I really a peacemaker? And um, that's on my heart for going forward. How can we walk? How can we walk as a peacemaker uh, in the world? And uh, I started thinking about this because uh, I don't know about anybody else, but um, it'd be very nice to be called the sons of God to meet Jesus. And uh, in the family, so blessed are the peacemakers. Sort of means like happy are the peacemakers. So um, how I was thinking about how do we get conflict? What's the what's the way that conflict sort of starts to happen? And and what did Jesus say about it? What's our idea of maybe how we get conflict, and then how to administer peace. How do we administer peace? Like it's all right to have a statement, blessed are the peacemakers, but, you know, what are you going to do with that? It could be a better statement or another statement, how do I walk as a peacemaker? So that's what's on my heart today. And Like I've been wondering, should I, should I put this out? Because um, uh, when this sort of um, when this sort of comes out, uh, uh, it can be used both ways. It's a it's a double edged sword. It's it's dangerous in a way. So um, the message is is really today is how to be blessed are the peacemakers and how to be a, a peacemaker. So. Um, uh, we get a scripture called Matthew uh, 5.25. It says, agree with your adversity quickly while you're in the way with him. Um, it goes on to say, lest any time, at any time, the adversary deliver thee to the judge and the judge deliver thee to the officer and thou be cast into prison. So we get from that that to be in disagreement can put us in a very precarious uh, position, you know. It can. From that, we can see that if we're in disagreement, we we could be uh, liable for problems that, to crop up at at any time. So, um, think of how do we get into disagreement, and, and what did Jesus say about disagreements? And um, I was thinking. Um, could it be that we're making a claim? Uh, what do you mean by making a claim? Well, what's making a claim? Uh, claim means claiming something. The miner stakes a claim. This is my plot. I'm going to dig, <laughs> you know, 
everyone get off. This is my spot. That's a mining claim, right? So could it be that um, when we're making a claim, we're opening the door to have a conflict? And um, we can see in the scriptures here where this is sort of like pointed to to think about. Um, could it be if we if we if we make a claim that's actually an error that that now we've got now we've got a claim we cannot prove it's a lie uh, could it be that you know all things we claim we have to be tested now to prove them um, like for instance I could say I'm Australian. Am I? You know what? Somebody I was listening to uh, on the internet was saying, how can you prove anything? Uh, someone tells me I was born in Australia, but if I was born at McDonald's, am I a hamburger? Hmm? So, so could it be the loose term of I am, the misuse of God's name? Didn't Moses ask God who he was? And God said simply, I am. So could we be, could we be being tricked by the enemy uh, in this way to say, add to God's word and say, I am something? Like I'm an Australian. And I started thinking about this. What's an Australian? <laughs> you know, but what's an Australian? <clears throat> what is an Australian? How can I, a person, turn into being an Australian? I got a birth certificate. Oh, a, a, a piece of paper. Uh, isn't that piece of paper part of the creation, part of the world, or made from a tree and some ink and dye? Am I a piece of paper? Or, I, or am I a living being? Does the flesh live? The blood flow? Does, does God Almighty live inside me in spirit, soul and body, so how can God himself, my spirit, my, or, or the spirit, the body, be an Australian? <laughs> and, and I started to see how ridiculous, it, ridiculous this might be. <clears throat> but what happens is, is that <clears throat> if I'm something, then really I've got to test it. That's true. Is that true? And uh, some place it says in the scripture, let God be true and let every man be a liar. So could it be when I say I'm an Australian, I, I could be one of those every men? Because, hmm? you know, uh, I was talking to, a, I was talking to you know, a guy I know and um, we were talking about things and uh, um, you know, he's saying, oh, I, I want to see Hillary in and and um, 
I decided to find out why, and uh, this brings a, a bit of a hint on, on how we can rule as peacemakers. And um, But uh, anyway, the, the bottom of the matter was is that he claimed he was an African-American. American. So uh, he's a man of faith. And, and I said, uh, I, I just asked him the question, um, what makes you say you're an, you're an African-American? Uh, you know, can you prove that? Well, yeah, brother, I'm black. What do you mean you're black? Um, is your spirit black? Is your blood black? Hmm? Could it be the meat suit? <laughs> you know? Hey, this is my meat suit. This this is my meat machine, my flesh machine. So it's got a paint job. You can have a Cadillac, you can have it white, you can have it red, you can have it black. It's still a Cadillac, isn't it? So how can you be a black Cadillac? <laughs> you know. So um, I, I was saying to him when I was thinking about it, what's a what's a What's an American, uh, African-American? What is that? Then I said, um, what's your descendants? Last time I checked the scripture, I think it was Noah. I could be wrong. But uh, then if we go back even further and we want to be doubly sure, we could say it's Adam. So then I put to him the question, what would you say if I said there's only two species on earth? of human beings, human people, flesh fl flesh and blood, human people. There's two species according to the scripture. And, and then he looked at me a bit blank. And uh, I said, last time I read, I, I, I think it said the first Adam was a living soul and then there was another one, second one was a life-giving spirit. The first Adam, Adam, the second Adam, Jesus. So if you're a born-again Christian, born into the family of the Lord Jesus Christ, how can you be an African-American? <laughs> it's like, huh? who are we really? Isn't everyone on earth our brother? sister or everyone in the faith our brother and sister half brother and sister in the family aren't we all related so it dawned on me could it be that we're making a claim that's really not provable and then the test of that is we kill each other when you really think about it how can one be a Muslim? <laughs> we we tend to be too loose, I think, with the words, I'm a Muslim. Ooh, what color blood flows in a Muslim? Mm -hmm. Could it be Jesus prayed that they be in the world but not of the world? Could it be the Prince of Peace our Lord Jesus gave a clue there of how to be in peace. To be in the world 
and not of the world. What is being in the world and not of the world? Okay. What is being of the world? That, that might give us a help. Could it be, could it be if we claim ownership of something that's of the world, we've actually soul tied with that or connected with that or, or, or now are bound with that? Hmm? Could it be even our opinion could be of the world and we own it? Now we're going to kill you if, if you don't have the same opinion as me. Hmm? Could it be, could it be a way of peace if we did what Jesus said to the rich man? There might be a perfection. He said to be perfect. What did he say to him? To be perfect. We think about it. Could we think about that? What did he say to the rich man? Go and sell all you got, give to the poor, and follow me. So the rich man wouldn't have any claim then, would he, if we thought about it, to the world. He's now really in the world but not off the world. And, you know, if we, think, if we look at everything, we, we can't find Jesus, I don't believe we can find Jesus owning anything on the cross. They even took his, took his garment. And the scripture says even though he was rich, he became poor so we could be rich. And our definition of rich, I think, could be a bit missed. Could be a bit missed. Um, I started to look at then, uh, is it even possible? Excuse <coughs> me. Is it, is it even possible to own anything? And... Um, I did go to a funeral and I happened to be a pallbearer and first-hand uh, knowledge there. Uh, nice lady, sister in the Lord, died and um, I carried the coffin. I, I didn't see all her nice stuff go with her. Um, I couldn't see anybody ever has taken anything. And, and the scripture plainly says, as we know, we came into the world with nothing. And we go out with nothing. So I think that's enough evidence, scriptural evidence, to show that you actually, or well, we actually, we would believe we can't own anything. Uh, another scripture says uh, you're bought with a price. You're not your own. You no longer live. It's Christ that lives in you. So if, if we're bought with a price, how can we be? an African-American <laughs> or how can we be an American or how can I be an Australian um, unless I want to um, attach myself by agreement, bond, vow, take an oath to the world. And uh, we know that Jesus said the devil's in charge of us. And, and you know, I think of us and, I, uh, you know, we could – say a famous us, but, you know, that's not the point. The point is, who are we? 
blessed are the peacemakers. Are we peacemakers? So, so who owns everything if we don't own everything? That's an interesting question. Let's have a look. I did make some notes here. If the computer goes fast enough, we can have a look. <coughs> it says here somewhere, well, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Okay, nice statement. Now, how do you achieve that? Here's a hint. For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we carry nothing out. Having food and raiment, clothing, let's be therewith content. Then this passage goes on to show how we all get in trouble, or maybe how we all get in trouble. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which some coveted after. They have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. You know, last time I met anybody that's piercing themselves, they it's a tendency to point the finger. You've heard me, have I? Could it be that uh, God has ordained us all as kings and we're responsible and we're actually condemning ourselves? We're actually piercing ourselves? Could it be that peace on earth starts with looking to ourself first? Maybe we, we might need to forgive ourselves and maybe we, we could do the real repentance, which is turning to God and Almighty, the Creator, whom I believe is the only one can say he owns anything and ask him to help us. Could it be that we're getting into trouble because we're asking the wrong question? See, rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong, they hold the terror. Do you want to be free from the fear of one in authority? This is not even who is in or who isn't in. Then do what is right and you will be commended by the very authority. So could we walk in peace by just looking at ourselves first and go on the with that so I was looking up ownership and I haven't forgotten so we can read uh, who owns everything um, that's an interesting question and uh, uh, I didn't know it and um, uh, it's in the scripture I believe just to point the way so we could know it so in 1st Corinthians chapter 3 verse 19 onwards we could read for the wisdom of this world is nonsense to God for it is written, he has seized the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord Yahweh knows the reasonings of the wise that they are worthless. Therefore, let no man glory 
in the children of men. Now, here is the catch. Here is the point. For everything is yours. What? Everything is yours. Says it once there. Whether Paul, Apollo, Kalpha, the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things in the future, everything is yours. How can we lose? Hmm? And you belong to the Messiah, and the Messiah is God's, the Father. So in this way, God owns everything through us who own everything. And Jesus said, you know, I've had people say to me, um, yeah, it's finished. It was finished. Uh, it was finished at the cross. Um, excuse me. Could you, uh, could you explain me your version of what it is? Or what was finished at the cross? What is meant by it was finished? Hmm? I don't think evil was finished because it's self-evident. We, we're seeing it. So would it be something else was finished? Could it be that, could it be that no one takes anything out of the world and when we die we leave an inheritance uh, to, to our children or our family, loved ones, whoever we wish, it's our option. Uh, the dying has got the option, I believe, of leaving their stuff, which they believe they own, to their in, uh, children's or whoever they wish. So could it be at the cross it was finished because someone died and left us all things? So the question then comes up, how can we lose? How can we lose? If, if, if we are ordained as kings and we have been given all things, how can we lose? I think the answer is in trying to own something. Um, by mean own, how can we own anything? If we're not our own, we've been bought with a price, but yet we've been given all things. So, so would it be fair to say that given all things means the use of all things, to use it? Um, you know, it's a cup. Um, someone says, you know, Pete, you, you want a cup of coffee? Oh, yeah, I, I got my cup of coffee here. I'm in their place. Uh, while I'm drinking the cup of coffee, who owns the cup? Would it be if it's there, they're saying they own the cup, but they gave it to me to use. And in that way, while I'm using the cup, it's mine. Would, would that be a good definition of, of ownership? And we can have a look at how Jesus got a donkey. Was it his donkey? Well, is there a straight answer to that? Um, he, he was the creator <laughs> to start with. 
So I suppose it's his. And um, but uh, he asked someone to use it, and he, while he was using it, he's the one riding it. And could it be that he owned it and then gave back the use of it? So I believe we haven't been taught. I haven't been taught properly, and I'm not blaming anyone. But should we have a look at learning what the correct term is about being given all things? And what the correct way is to use all things. Could it be if we're not using it, um, could we lend it to our brother? Why do we, why would we need two houses? What why do we need, you know, um, all this stuff? What why do we need to even be anything? Hmm? Aren't we? The beloved of God, isn't that enough? You know, I, I was in the supermarket, uh, the, the shopping mall, and um, I'm just looking around. I was waiting for some people, and um, I wasn't thinking of anything, and God said, I was looking at the people walking past, and God said to me, he said to me, these are the objects of my love. And I sort of went, ooh, I wasn't even thinking about that. So, so how can we if how can we cast down anyone that's the object? That's who they are. They're, are they are they anything that they say they are? But the truth says they're the objects of God's love. Now, blessed are the peacemakers. So, so um, there is a way. Um, I found to walk in peace and um, I've been testing it I detested my own family and um, I had children fighting and um, problems going on there um, no one seemed to be able to solve it and uh, I think I had to get involved so I've had to like, study how am I going to make peace and there's an interesting word called asking. That uh, I had a look at the spelling of it, and if you spell it, it's A S K I N G, asking. But if you break the word down, you get A S, and then King, or as King. Hmm. Interesting. It's in the word as King. So dawn on me, the one asking the question. It's walking as king. So in this way, um, I've learned some secret here or something, not secret, but something dug up, uh, like a some truth dug up here that you can actually preach, uh, preach the gospel this way as a king and you can get people to um, come to peace as a king. Um, but just asking a question uh, can be dangerous, can get you hurt. Uh, the fuel of faith, I believe, is love um, because without love, it's a, gang, it's a ganging symbol, it's, isn't it? It's not working without love. So the, the peacemaker has a way to be a king 
by asking or asking the right question. Now, you know, I learned this, I learned this from a, a wonderful guy <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I, I, he has a mind, this guy, and, uh, I, I have to give him some sort of plug or, because I learned it from this guy and I'm so grateful I even run across him and, um, he calls himself I'm Batman. But anyway, he has a talk show and uh he he he's from that uh uh I think he lives in a place called Redneckville. But anyway, he explains something there that love is interested uh could love be interested in your brother? Like saying how you feel. So I think if we, I think we've been maybe looking at the wrong question to ask everybody, like what do you know? <laughs> or questions of like, that's mine, isn't it? Or um, stay away, uh, won't you? And how can I fight you? Instead of Maybe the biggest question on earth and the most, the question that's going to bring peace. And um, so my, my children, uh, I'm not going to tell you now, not for a little while, but my, my <laughs> I had this fight going on and uh, it was getting like rough and uh, physical. So um, I went to see him individually and explain how you can walk as king. That's something I just learned. And uh, they stopped fighting. <laughs> it stopped the whole thing. But we have to recognize that um, didn't uh, – I'll read this scripture here because I'm going to get to how you can walk as king, but – Here we are here. Let's have a look at this. For ye are the light of the world, and a city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle or put it under a bushel but on a candlestick, and it giveth light to all that are in the house. So let your light shine before men that may, they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is heaven. Now that we know that scripture. So all of a sudden I had this wisdom of, if you could imagine a fight or a contention is a dark room. Um, if, if we enter the fight with, with, a, with a box, you know, like a box full of darkness, and um, open the box, our box of darkness is really our argument. And we open a box in the room full of darkness and try and fight. Is it going to go light? Or is it going to have really no effect? And this, in this way is a picture of how fighting is not going to solve anything. And I believe our Lord, who's the Prince of Peace, said, overcome evil with good. I think that's the truth. Overcome evil with good. That would be the truth. So I explained. And um, 
the other one's got it, that fighting is just going to upset everyone and it's a waste of time and energy. So I, I said, why don't we come into the room with, with a candle inside the box? And when we open that box, uh, the darkness is going to run. So then we talked about what is a candle. And, you know, I got to thinking about what would be a candle to bring in to a dark room of an argument. And I just come up with one answer, and um, I believe it's love never fails. Uh, God is love. God so loved the world. And without love, you can't do anything. <laughs> you can't do a thing. Uh, without love, you can have all the faith you like, but it's not going to work. You can bind and lose till your head comes off. It's love. So then I thought, how are you going to bring love to an argument? And, you know, when two people are dating or they, 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 they're thinking about they want to get a partner, they're dating, uh, they go and have dinner and, and they talk, right? And it's like they're asking each other questions to find out about each other. They're showing interest. Um, how are you? They're showing interest. So to, to overcome any fight, I believe, there's a really good question and the, the, or a, a, um, a way to look at the questions. Any question with this in it, I believe, will, will bring peace. And the question is, where is the love? Another one is, another one even more, uh, you'll know them by their fruit, and faith without works is dead, is how, how can I help you? Now, imagine you've got someone going to punch you, and you say, brother, how can I help you? If I've done anything wrong, please forgive me. Um, if you want to admit you've done something wrong, then you're going to condemn yourself by saying, forgive me. But if you say, if I've done anything wrong, because how do we know what the perception of the other person is, what we've done wrong? You know, someone's going to come along, you know, are you this or are you that? And if you say you are, now you've got a point of condition because you've actually made a claim, you know? So who are you? Well, 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 there's a question, you know, who do you say I am? You're offensive to me. Oh, um, how can I help you? What have I done wrong? Um, can I fix that? Hmm? And, and in this way, the meek, I think, can inherit the earth and walk, uh, walk in peace. You know, we, 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 we uh, as believers, don't have to approve of anything, you know, uh, like anything going wrong, homosexual and abortions and all of that. But what, what about we walked in love and, then we, and we said, you know, um, uh, brother or sister, you know, um, heard that you say you're gay and, and uh, could, could you explain to me so I can understand you a bit more? What, what's the problem? Uh, how, how can I help you? Um, is, is there anything I can do for you? More than, 
you're gay, die, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, they pointed the finger at Jesus. He, he was having dinner with everybody that had problems. And, and they, you know, even if you have a look at the Pharisees, they were making a claim, I'm a Pharisee. <laughs> and I got rules. Uh, and you break my rules, we're going to crucify you. Hey? Can I hear that ringing from the Muslim camp? What What about if you if they ask you, you know, you're a Muslim, and 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 you said the question, um, brother, what makes you think I'm not? Doesn't God love me the same as you? What What would make you think that God doesn't love everyone? Maybe you got some handy questions there. Might save your head one day. What about, uh, brother, if I said I was a Muslim next year and you killed me now, you would have killed a Muslim. What would you say then? We might have lost a few virgins. Um, you know, there's plenty of ways to, plenty of ways if you think about questions to um, put the fire out, to open a, open a light, you know. What if I said, uh, you know, are you a Catholic or are you a Baptist? Why are we labeling ourselves things that God says we're not? Could it be when I say I'm a Baptist that I'm actually in error and I'm lying? How can anyone be a Baptist? That's, I don't understand. When I really start to think of it, I started going, wow, I don't understand. So you want to be a Baptist? The things of the world, okay, I'll be a Baptist. I'll join up and be a Baptist in the world. And, and you know, now I've got some turf to protect. I've got a corner to, to guard. I've got a building, a name to, to defend. Could it be if we all started calling ourselves who God called us to be, that we stop fighting? I don't know if I'm making sense. But um, I think that the angels... You know, when Jesus was being coming, the angels go, but there were some shepherds in the region lodging there, and they kept nightly watch over their flocks. And behold, an angel of God came to them, and the glory of the Lord Jehovah shone upon them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you great joy with which will be to the entire universe. Now, that's a statement. For today the Saviour has been born to you, who is the Lord, the Messiah, in the city of David. And this is a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling bands and lying in a manger. And suddenly great armies of heaven appeared with the angels shouting praises to God, and they were saying, Glory to God in heaven and upon earth peace. Good news to the children of men. I could ask the question, what are we scared of? Why are we afraid? Another one. Are we following fear? Who said fears, Lord? Um, what did the angels say? Do not be afraid. And if we look it up over and over, Jesus said it and they're all saying it. Don't be afraid, you know, 
But, you know, when we stake a claim or someone's staking a claim and we're opening a box of darkness, having an argument and a fight, saying, I'm this, you're that, you know, um, haven't we just opened a box of fear with it? This scripture here gives a little bit of a tip. Do not be afraid. Behold, I proclaim to you great joy. Hmm. Don't let the fear steal your joy. Would that be a good question? Uh, is fear stealing your joy? Maybe someone's contending with you. You could ask, you know, what, uh, brother, uh, what are you afraid of? What's, what's bugging you? Um, are you following fear? I followed How it for 10 lose? years, Peter. Hey? It kept, it stole my joy. It paralyzed my spiritual growth and uh. progress, caused me to regress, and it almost oh. killed me. Oh. Hey, man. And, you know, we have to ask, you know, like, we, we're all learning. You know, um, uh, you know, this life is about learning. So we can live and breathe the experience of a, of, of, of a world that's going to really teach us about our creator. I think that's the reason of life, but you know, that's only my thoughts. But so, so Shannon, you know, do not be afraid. They're saying all over the time, how can we lose? Um, don't, you know, fear, don't fear the ones that can even kill your body. You know, they love them, their life unto death, you know? Yes. Um, be in the world, not of the world. Amen? <laughs> so um, now this is a sign for you. Now this is an interesting part of this passage, and this is a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling bands, living in a manger. That's the first one. And suddenly the great armies of heaven appeared. Oh, could it be if we're not afraid? And we're teaching of peace, eh? Jerusalem means teaching of peace. The gospel means giving peace with great joy that armies will appear. Think about it. The great armies of heaven appeared. Who can fear? You know, there's stories of Israeli soldiers with angels. <laughs> they can't even touch them. It goes on. Glory to God in heaven and upon earth peace. Good news to the children of men. You know, when you think about that, how fantastic is that? You know, how can we fear? How, how, why do we fear? How can we fail? Good questions, eh? Good questions. Maybe it's because we're not asking ourselves the right question. Like, could we ask our heart where, where God said when you go to court, don't think, think about what you're going to say, right? I'll give you the words to say. So, so could we be trusting um, God in our heart, Holy Spirit, to give us the right question at the time? Hmm? How exciting would that be to not worry and, and, and be looking in your heart for the question, God, what will I ask him? What will I ask him? What will I ask him? How can I ask them something, you know? And um, 
that maybe just one question will diffuse the whole issue. You know, we can use this, be a king, ask king, with our families, with, with our workmates, with our boss, you know. Like, like, say, for instance, just practical. Oh, my, the boss has given me a hard time, you know, I'm not getting enough shifts and all that sort of stuff. And I start saying, you know, I think the boss is a lesbian, you know, because yeah, she's got a short haircut or something and she hates me. And, and, but, but what about going up and saying, you know, sister or, or my boss, you know, man, um, have I done anything wrong? Could you help me out? Or how can I help you? Is there anything I can do? You know? And she could, she might say, well, every day you park in my car park and it gives me, you know, I hate that. Oh, I didn't know. It could be anything, just a small thing. But, you know, could we bring peace? Could we think about bringing peace by just asking a question, trying to know the other person? You know, eternal life is knowing God. Let's look at this question. Could, it, could eternal peace be knowing our brothers and sisters? Not knowing how to fight them or not knowing more than them, knowing them. Maybe from lack of knowledge of our brother and sister, people will perish. Think about that one. So, you know, knowledge is not love. I don't think knowledge can be love because God said knowledge puffs up. Knowledge of the scripture obviously is not love because the scripture itself is saying knowledge puffs up. And these three things remain and knowledge is not one of them. It's faith, hope, and love. Could we start hoping the best instead of fearing the worst? I don't know if I'm making any sense. It's just maybe needed some new way of thinking to stop old ways happening. You know, somebody said Black Lives Matters. I, I, I asked a question, what's a black life? Hmm? Is there, can there be such a thing? You know, that <laughs> the Batman would say, have you got proof and evidence of that? And when you think about it, no, I haven't. My Cadillac's got a paint job. What's our flesh suit? Our flesh suit's got a paint job. Does that make us something? Or are we just riding in a suit, using it? It could it be when Peter got out of the boat that the boat was the world holding him on the waters because the boat's made of the tree out of the world, the wood. And to actually walk as a king in this world, we've got to leave the boat. And maybe if we start looking at the problems instead of looking at the peacemaker, we're going to sink. And, and the world's going to swallow us. And Jesus said, what would you fear, you know? So it's, it's just an understanding of maybe... Of, of, of to look at, am I being really, what's really motivating me? What What is my real motivation in what I'm doing? And, and, and there's an honesty and a truth going on inside us first. 
you know. Um, you know, you can use Facebook to have fun and, and, and test it, you know. Start getting in a few, some, you know, if you really want to stir something up, upset someone, and then see if you can get out of it by love. No, I'm not saying do that. <laughs> but, you know, if you find yourself, if you find yourself being accused or making a statement, you know, could you ask yourself, am I owning something here? Am I owning a doctrine? Am I owning a, a church, a group, which really, what do you, what's a church group? You know, um, I, I go down to the, uh, uh, the fellowship of pointing the finger. So, so what's that church group? You know, I, I go to the Job's Friends Church or, you know, we're pretty righteous. We go to Job's Church, whatever it is. What's that got to do with it? Hmm? Is that stake in a claim that you can fight about? That you lost because you go to this one or you go to that one? If you have, have a think about all our differences, you know, didn't Jesus say, I pray they be one? So, so could we really call them a clubhouse? That's just where we all get together and we named it more than just the church. Last time I read, I thought we're all the church. And there's one body, <laughs> one body. So we could even look up to Jesus and have this sort of prayer. Maybe you might, how can I help you? Instead of praying, what can you do for me, Jesus? How can I help you? And, and I think a, a past president, just thinking about it now, didn't he say something like that, Shannon? Was it JFK? <laughs> yeah. Hey, what did he say? Was it uh, think not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country? That's it. Hey, was he on point? We should not think what our fellow man can do for us, but what we can do for our fellow man. Are we not called to be servants? Those would be the greatest are to serve and to be the least. Hmm. I'm going to tell you one thing. Those, if we that don't love get... their life, those that love their life will lose it, right? But those that, those that lose it, and, and what is losing your life? Making a claim. Could that be making a claim? Is losing your life? Uh, is gaining your life and losing it? And losing your life is saying, I'm not going to own anything anymore. I'm not going to make any more claims. Would that be help? Gone. Sorry. Oh, no. I, I'm enjoying this tonight. If you're just with us here for the first time, we're live with Peter Whiffen from the Gold Coast of Australia. And, uh, you know, I'm reminded of what Jesus said when he was talking about the greatest commandments. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the greatest commandment. The second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And it goes on to talk about if we don't have love, then paraphrase, what we're doing is vanity. What we've done. Will we pass the, the final exam? We were able to love our brother. Love our neighbor as ourself. 
If we don't have love, we fail. That's what, it, that's what it boils down Could to. If you don't love someone because of the color of their skin, hmm. you're not going to make it into heaven. What's their it, skin? It's just dust, right? The what, soul you, and the you're spirit. You're going to judge people on the dust, the color of their dust? <laughs> Brother, I didn't think about it till you mentioned, right? but does our soul and our spirit have a color? Is mine yeah, Caucasian? Huh? My, my grandson's black and my son's brown. My wife, Asian. Look, we got a multiracial family here. We have Caucasian. We can get red faced. African American. We got Latino in my family. We've got Indonesian, Asian. My son's going to be Asian. And I've got Vietnamese nephews and nieces. We have Indian in my family. We've got all, all background, ethnic backgrounds. But are we not the same? One church? One body of Christ. Doesn't the scripture say we're all the same, not even men and women? It says everyone's the same. Guys, no respect your persons, but we have been, and we need to repent. And sometimes people say, I don't know why I think that way. Because you've got, you have a demonic spirit that needs to come out. Maybe tonight you're carrying the spirit of Adolf Hitler. If you don't love the Jewish people. Hmm. Oh, we got a real problem there in the church. They hate Israel. And I ask him, why? They don't even know. But there's an hey, anti a question. Christ spirit. Hey, a que- take it away, a my brother. No, no, I don't want to take it away. Just I don't just got a question here. How many how many people of Israel would have died if they hadn't claimed they were Jewish? That's a good question. Could it be claiming we're different gets us killed? Think about that. So I think that we need this sort of thinking to survive the mark of the beast if if we're around when it comes. Because... Mr. Bush, you know, you mentioned him, said we're looking for the world, one world order where there is the rule of law. And it gets deeper when you think about it. What What is the law? And then there's the question, we've been redeemed, right, from the curse of the law? But, you know, I read a scripture where it says the Gentiles who have no more. We don't have the law. So, so how? what law are we talking about here? So I had a look at um, the crucifixion of Jesus because it's all there, I believe. And um, I believe the law, the law system, the Roman law was crucified as well. <laughs> Amazing, eh? Because there's a reason that um, Pilate said Jesus was innocent, yet they crucified him. So the law actually failed and has to be judged as well, the the legal system. This is where the the one world government, the rule of law, is already judged before it even gets in. 
You know, he, Peter he died on the cross. Jesus hmm? died on the cross for every one of us. Yes. And folks, if we sure. forget to love one another, if we don't become peacemakers, we're going hmm. against the very things that we've been called to do. Second greatest be. commandment, Could love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. Blessed are the peacemakers. It talks hmm. about blessed are those hmm. that show mercy. You know, I had to check my heart the other day. Just a few days ago, I was ready to call down fire <laughs> to burn some people. <laughs> well, that the, wasn't in the way. That... The Lord reminded me of James and John's. They walked with Jesus. I think they yeah. were going down the beach and something hmm. happened. And they said, Lord, shall we call down fire? They were ready to roast him Elijah style. Hmm. <laughs> and I, I was trying to debate. Yeah. Well, I would be justified if I went Elijah style. Didn't he say, if God be God, let the fire come down and consume them? He did, and it happened. Mm. But then you know what? I remembered what Jesus said to James and John. He says, you don't know what spirit you're of. Yeah. And I had to repent. And I had to realize, you know what? Just because people are doing wickedly, that doesn't give you a right to want them to be destroyed. So then I lose fire of God on the demons. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. We're to love the person. But you don't have to love the sin or the demons. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I shall pray. God will deal with people. But you know what? Our job is to deal with those demons. And our job is to even stand in the gap for those that would be your enemy. It says, yes. it says bless and don't curse. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Love your enemy. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to do. I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm challenged by it. No. But I have to step up. We all have to step up. Or we're not going to make it into heaven. Let's just get serious here. Someone put a, a Mimi, I think that's what it's called, a Mimi, or it's, I don't know what you call it. It was a picture with a saying on it. And I just got and looked at, looked at that, and it convicted me. And I put it up on my wall about 12 hours ago. It says, Peter, for the gate is small. And the narrowest mm. way that leads to life, and there are few who find it. That was another version. Mm. But King mm. James says pretty close to it. Straight is the gate, near is the way, and few be there are that enter therein. Matthew seven fourteen. And I was looking at mm. this little small path mm. with a rock face going up on both sides, and there's a gate. There with the light shining on it. I got to thinking, folks, do you know how close we were? To having the roof coming down on our heads. And you know who would be laughing and rejoicing this time? Satan. Because he would have gotten yeah. a harvest. Some of our family yeah. would not have made it. With what would have yeah. surely come to pass. We may have been going into yeah. World War III. And that will happen one day. Where am I going? I'm very angry at what the enemy tried to pull. Mm. But we're not to be angry at those people. Many of them are blinded tonight. The God of this world is blinded. Folks, they have been ensnared. And you know what? There's witches that were praying, that were doing voodoo mm. dolls. What if you knew mm. there was a witch praying against you for your death right now? Mm. Would you call down fire on them? Sure, I'm angry, and I have been in that situation. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We've got to rise above that. It's okay to be angry, but be angry and sin not. Get angry against 
the demons inside. Go to war against the demons and rise above it and stand in the gap for that soul. You don't want anybody. We don't want Hillary and Bill to end up in hell. You don't want Trump to end up in hell. You and I don't want to end hey, up in hell be, tonight. How would it be if Hillary, if Hillary and Bill made it to heaven and um, that, just, that would just show God's glory, I believe. Brother, they'll never get there if people don't stand in the gap and remit their sins. Mm. It's like a little article that I put up on my wall during this program. Yeah. As you talk about peacemakers tonight, I said, yeah. Peter, are you angry that America was not destroyed at this time? Sadly, some are not happy tonight that America Babylon is still here, that it's not already fallen. As Revelation 18 declares that it will fall and the destruction. One hour. Mm. You know, the word of God responds to that attitude. Amos 5.18, woe unto those that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day mm. of the Lord is darkness and not light. And it, I mm. said, you know, we got to look at our heart. we got to examine it. Mm. Like God mm. showed Good Jonah, idea. his heart was not wrong, Peter. Jonah was sitting there angry that God didn't destroy Nineveh. They were a wicked country. Mm. They were barbaric. Mm. And I understand mm. even today the Syrians where Nineveh was located mm -hmm. in that area thereabouts mm -hmm. enjoys the reputation of being some of the most extreme torturers. They were doing all types of wickedness back then. He was tired of the persecution that was coming on his people and he mm. didn't want to go. He didn't want to stand in the gap and give them a warning that they could be saved. He wanted destruction to come down on their heads. There's some tonight that would that, Hillary would have gotten in. They knew the truth and that destruction would have mm. not been far off for this country. They're waiting for it mm. to happen. Folks, mm. we received mm. a stay of execution, a reprieve. Mm. I thank mm. God as a church. Extreme, extreme blessing. Eh? It's an, it shows the heart of God, I think, the, the election. It shows, I believe, it shows God's heart that he loves us. He loves us despite, you know, half the nation voting for the darkness. Which I believe was the darkness. Brother, he but, loves us yeah. because we were he not ready. Us. Nor were some of the people no. in your family tuning in out there ready. I have to say, does God not deserve a harvest? Would you have rather mm. God destroyed America mm. with no one to stand in the gap asking for a reprieve? Mm. The Lord said, Jonah 4.11, should not I spare Nineveh, that great mm. city? Wherein are more than six score thousand, that's 120,000 people that don't know the difference between their right hand and their left hand. They were pretty, pretty dumb over there. One, Didn't one, know their eh? left hand from the right hand. And also much cattle. I have to say, maybe the real issue is you tuning in. Hmm. Have you checked out of the battle? Are you sitting around tonight doing nothing, waiting for the rapture to come? And in the meantime, you ignore the Great Commission. You ignore, ignore the Beatitudes like Peter's talking about tonight. Blessed are the peacemaker. You ignore the Great Commission in Mark 16.
which calls us to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, to cast out devils, lay hands on the sick that they would recover in Jesus' name. Does not the word of God declare that he that wins souls is wise? Does not more time mean that we have more time to be about the Father's business and win souls for Jesus? Set the captives free. Pray for people to be healed that the enemy would like to have taken out in a body bag, them dying prematurely because there was none to pray for them or to deliver. I want to say this, and I'm turning it back to Peter. If we do not bear fruit, the Lord Jesus Christ says he will pluck us up and we will be cast into the fire. Do you know about that scripture? If a tree does not bear fruit, he, he labors with it. He digs it out. He waters it. He probably puts a little bit of miracle grow in there. He does everything he can to get it to bear fruit. But ultimately, after he's tried and there's no fruit, he will pluck that fruit up and throw it in the fire. We better have some fruit to give to the Lord tonight. What is your fruit tonight? You say, well, America is not even in Scripture. What are you talking about? Then I challenge you to go over and read the vision of Demetri Dudeman. You're going to find out exactly where America is. It is in, in Scripture. It's there, and its end has even been prophesied. We know it's coming. Jeremiah 50, 51, Revelation 18. You go read it. You come to your own conclusion. My conclusion is at this time, there was enough to stand in the gap. And our job is not done. We're called to be peacemakers. We're called to love one another. We're called so to stand be, with Israel. It Take it Shannon? away, my brother. I'm back Shannon. to you. Yes. Yeah. Could it be that if we ask the right questions, we could reign as peacemakers? There's a passage that comes to mind. Uh, you know the passage where Jesus said, on this I'll build the church. Um, on this rock I'll build the church. Uh, he was talking to Peter and um, he asked him a question, didn't he? Who do you say I am? And maybe we can preach peace that way. Hey, to a Muslim, who, who do you say Jesus is? He gets upset, you know. Um, oh, if I've done anything to offend you, um, how, how can I help you? Uh, can you forgive me? Because we have to have faith, I believe. But we don't have to have anything. But I believe it's written that faith, uh, the law, is in everyone's heart. Are we scared to go up to a Muslim? You know, I've been having fun with them. <laughs> but I, I went up to one and I said, oh, praise the Lord, you're a good Catholic lady. She looked at me. I said, oh, you're a nun, aren't you? Are you a nun? And she's gone, no, I'm a Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, oh, didn't you find out that the Catholic Church invented the Muslims? And uh, really, they got you dressed up as a nun and serving them. Didn't you know that? And she's like shaking her head. <laughs> so I sowed a seed there. That I, I said to her, you know, maybe you, why are you a Muslim? Is it because your parents said you're a Muslim? Have you got your own heart that you could make your own decision? Have you heard about Jesus? I heard he's in the Quran. Doesn't it say he's alive? 
knew a woman. Isn't isn't his mother in there? Would, wouldn't it be the one to have a look at? The one whose mum's in the book that you love? Maybe. See, see, you can preach, but you know, if we fear, if we fear, and 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 all the rest of them saw Peter hop out of the boat. But, but they, I can just see them holding on to the boat. I oh, mean, I'm not getting out of there. I'm not hopping out. And I, and I think, is that what you're saying, Shannon? Hop out of the boat? You know, can, can we hop out of the boat and, and walk on this world, being in the world and not of the world? And maybe if we if we think about what is the devil's job and, and 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 didn't it say he's the one pointing the finger if we just thought about you know am i pointing the finger with what i'm saying or or am i asking the question because i think jesus said who do you say i am and i'm going to build the church on this so i think without the question it's hard to build the church because jesus just didn't say to peter i am the son of god and make a statement or a claim he said who do you say i am and you know he said the same question to Pilate when he was in trouble did someone tell you that or how did you know that are you the king of the jews did he say yeah you're right and i'm coming back and gonna kick your butt no he said you said it did Jesus make any claims? Yes, there were some claims, but he, him and his father are the only ones, I believe, that can make any claims of anything. You know, I don't even know who I am exactly. Uh, apparently, I got a new name on a white rock, right? It's on a right, I don't even know my name. It's, it's going to be between me and God, I think. It says uh, your name's written on a white stone. Brother, what I know is that there's going to be some people to make it in heaven, some are going to miss out. And some yeah. are not going to make it because they disobeyed the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't keep could the they, could they be the, Yeah, could they be the ones that, that were on the cross and said, get me down? You know, like the one who said, you know, I'm happy to die. I'm happy to not claim anything. I'm not claiming anything here. I'm, uh, uh, the one on the cross said, you know, I'm deserving what's happening to me. And, um, you know, but look at this guy. He doesn't deserve it. And on that basis, he was accepted because he took his crucifixion. But the other ones, to get me down, I don't want to be crucified, you know. If you are, you know, doubt. If you are, get me off. Could it be the ones that don't make it want to get off the cross and hang on to the world and kiss the world? Get on your knees and kiss the dirt. Make a claim. Own something. Own a doctrine. Own an opinion. Hmm? Peter, there's going to be... That take it? You want the world that much? There's going to be Hindus that were born Hindu. Whole yeah. life they were taught to, raise, to um, offer incense to the demons on a daily basis. They worshipped demon gods hmm. their whole life. Hmm. And God had pity on them, had mercy on them, and sent mm. someone to share the gospel. And they received the mm. gospel. They saw that God is real. And mm. they received Jesus as Lord and Savior. There's going to be Muslims that spent their whole life mm. born into a, a family 
that worship the demon called Allah. And God is going to open up their eyes. Some of them, he's appearing to them in dreams because there's no other way to get to them in some of these countries mm. where if you're not Muslim, mm. you're considered an infidel and you're not invited to even set foot in places like Saudi Arabia. Unless you're there mm. on official business and you've got an invitation from a sponsor there to come. But God is reaching mm. the Muslims in dreams. And some of those Hindus yes. and some of those Muslims are going to repent, call on Jesus as Lord and Savior. And when the spirit leaves their body, they're going to be welcomed right in by Jesus, right into the presence of God. And there's going to be some in the yeah. church that were raised in the church of America that got hatred in their heart for a people because of the color of their skin. Hmm. Somebody hurt them and they're holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness tonight and they just won't let it go. Hmm. Or they're Could living they in sin. Rights? And they're living they, in... Know? A lifestyle, Peter, that the word of God condemns yeah. it, they will not repent. Yeah. They think somehow I get a free pass. Look, I, I, yeah. I was born into a Christian family. Surely God will consider that. Folks, and the Spirit's going to leave their body one day, and they were not re ready. They forgot that Jesus says, if you do not forgive, neither will my Father in heaven forgive you. It says, if you hate someone in your heart, you have murdered them. And they're not going to make it in. And they're going to end up in hell and say, how did I get here? And they may not get as many stripes as the person who died lost, having lived for Satan their whole life, who will get more stripes, but they both got something in common. They're both in hell and there's no escape. I don't want to be one of those. Time's too short. Why should we, we be one of those? You know, why shouldn't we take the free gift? Why, why shouldn't we just be happy? You know, do we want to make a claim? Do we want to own everything and, and be like little children? They're my lollies, you know. And the other kid says, yeah, could, could you share one? Huh? Couldn't we love our brother? Couldn't we love our sister? Peter Couldn't eternity. we try to do the best for everyone? Could we ask us that question? How do we do the best for everyone? What's the best for everyone? What's the best? Couldn't we look for the best instead of fearing the worst? Would that be something to think about? How about stepping you know, out in might, faith? Eh? Yeah. Without faith, it's faith. impossible to yeah. please God. Please God. Um, you know, somewhere it says, somewhere it says, if you if you say who's going to heaven, and we're, I mean, we're not saying that, I don't believe here, but but you know, if you we, we bring God down, you know, God isn't he? Didn't he make the plan? <laughs> Can't he carry it out? You know, can't we go along in love and and just maybe think about how we can help with the harvest? You know, lend a do a barn building, lend a hand. You know, help. How can I help? Jesus, instead of like, God, what can you give me? <laughs> when he says, I've already given you everything. Use it. Share it. Be a steward. You know, help. Huh? Does that make does that make a sense on a way maybe us as as believers who, who who can get in touch with the creator and have some wisdom and and help with that? Could we change the world doing that? 
could you change your world doing that? You know, or could we change our own world or someone else's world or something? I don't know. Could we walk that way? The way it's called the way, isn't it? It's called the way for a reason. This is the way to go, the way to do it. You know, someone insults you, turn the other cheek, like, and say, you know, what did I do wrong? Or, like, how can I help you? You want me to carry something an extra mile for you? Well, well, well it's no problem. I can help. I'm happy to help. I'm here to help. Peter, Is tonight. That a better way of thinking, man. Eh? We're all anyway. on the way. On the way to we're heaven or way. hell tonight. It's only going to be one yeah. or the other, folks. We're headed to heaven or hell yeah. tonight. Hmm. And time is running out. Hmm. The problem is yeah. we've been deceived to think that we're going to live forever in these bodies. That's it. But the fact is. It's just a nurse suit. It's a meat suit. You know, it's a, it's, it's a chopping potatoes and sausages suit. It's a meat suit. It's made of the dust. And, and no one I've ever seen takes it with them, only Jesus. Brother, it's got a time clock that's ticking on it. Amen. And we're Tell going to be in eternity. <laughs> Where are we going to end up? That's the real question. Where do you want to end up? You're going to learn something here, learn to walk in peace and, and, and learn that forever and never forget and, and be able to be in love with God and your brothers in heaven. You know, there's a question to ask. If I met that person in heaven, would I duck for cover? Hmm? That's a good question. And I'm going to have to do that maybe every time I meet that person in heaven, maybe. How would that be? Because you ripped them off, because you did something to them, killed them. Or, you know, every mum and dad killing their baby, they, they're going to have to meet the baby in heaven, for heaven, forever. Oh, there's the baby, and the baby keeps asking, Mum, um, Dad, why'd you kill me for? I, I didn't get to have a family. I missed out. I, I, I missed out. I was going to have some children get married and I was going to ride a bike, you know. I, I wanted to go fishing. And what did you kill me for? And what's the reason you're going to say? Hmm? Couldn't afford you. <laughs> hey? I went to Planned Peril to it. I, I listened to someone like Hillary. And... I killed you. Oh, mum, dad, did you realize that Jesus has shown me that I, I would have had a 100,000 descendants and they all died with me? Hmm? Abel's blood was calling out for his descendants. Think about it. And it's more than 100,000. I did some calculations and it's scary the number of people that can be born from one person. Think about that. Mom, Dad, why'd you kill me? God have mercy. You know, I'm, I, yeah, I'm made an, I made a video on YouTube. I, I'm slack. I should have made another one. I, I put it up there. It got me banned. I, I had a test tube baby asking those questions. And it was too, it was just too offensive. Uh, uh, it, well, people got offended with their own, well, put it back. Wait a minute, bad people. People offended themselves with their own guilt. See, we're kings. By our words, we can justify, and by our words, we can condemn. We, God, no one, no one is judging us except ourselves, and that's what's being projected. The guilt, 
can we forgive ourselves? Can we forgive ourselves, you know? But think of the consequences. You know, the consequence in Genesis, uh, you know, what world leader would, would want his country to be killed? And if you look at the consequences of Genesis, the promise to Noah in Genesis 6, um, or 9 verse 6 or something like that, God saying to Noah, if any man kills a man, by man he will be killed. So for every aborted baby, you can guarantee two people at least are going to die um, uh, because of the payback that God has said, and they'll be killed by men. And, and that's going to make the war happen, I believe. Could make the war happen. So any any government that's going, yeah, gung-ho on the abortion, fine. You're just condemning all your population to death. Even that judgment goes to animals. If an animal kills a man by man, that animal will be killed. That's what God promised Noah. So, you know, if we just have a look and look at the details, look at the heart of it, if we really look at the core of what sin is, what is sin? You know, what is sin? Some say it's missing the mark. Yeah, well, there's many answers in the many-folded wisdom of God. Missing the mark, it's um, breaking God's law. But, you know, another scripture says is that before the law, sin was in the world. So it's not only breaking God's law. It's something else. Could sin be a demon that's a perversion of the creation? So, so could the core of sin be offence? Something that's offensive, like what law did Cain break? You know, yet he offended his brother. He he, he killed his brother's race, a bloodline, and um, there was no law, but it was wrong. How do we know it was wrong? And there was no law. How do we know? Because it's built in our hearts that anything offensive, you know, for instance, if if you you're using something and I come and take it off you, you're offended. That's sin. But it, but it might be even lawful for me to take it off you, but is it right? Did I take it off you? Like, is it lawful to kick a single mum out of her house by a landlord? Is that lawful? Yes, but it's, is it, is it uh, right? And, and the meaning of righteousness, I, I believe, needs better preaching because what is righteousness? Oh, yeah, right standing with God. Well, well, isn't that all about you and an opinion and a position? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a better way to describe it as doing the right thing? <laughs> Righteousness, things happening right, doing the right thing. You know, can we, the Pharisees were right in the law but doing the wrong thing in their heart. Isn't this more? God is wanting us to live the love, live the love. Use the fuel for faith. You know, some are preaching faiths everything. Well, is it? It says there that you can be a symbol and have all the faith in the world. Uh, somewhere else it says add to your faith. Huh? Add what? Basically it says add love, I think. Yeah? So, you know, I, I saw all the fights all over Facebook and you know, I, I had to study what's going on. Have a look. What is really going on? I saw Christians pointing fingers and fighting the hell out of each other and basically saying we're without sin because we've got a point and we're defending that point. But, man, if you look at the sin as being offensive or offending someone, then then that's full of sin, you'd have to say, wouldn't you? You know? 
So we're, we've been given everything, and I believe we can use everything. We don't own everything because it's all in common. The, the, the early um, church knew this. They said they didn't think anything was their own. And, and I think we lost our way somewhere on that, thinking we can own stuff, you know. Oh, I've been a good sower, now I can read. Well, what are you sowing? Where did you get your seed from? Didn't, didn't that come from the one who gives seed? Isn't that from grace? Isn't everyone given seed? And, you know, the man that had the bigger barns, yeah, he caused a death sentence on himself by pulling his barn down, I believe. You know, he's, what, what didn't it occur to him to just share the excess? <laughs> hey, maybe if he had shared the excess, he would have lived. But no, it's, I'm going to own a bigger barn and it's all mine and talking about stuff. But here we're talking about our own self. Can, can we give our own self fully to everyone? And the way I think you do that is ask the right question, how can I help you? I don't know if this is timely, but I've got the feeling it is. And um, it might help some people get over the bloodbath, you know, that's just happened. Anybody listen? Some people have some legitimate problems out there. They need solutions. Hmm. I want to see our school system in America fixed. It's broken. Hmm. No question about it. It's hmm. broken. I want to see people shame, eh? that want to work. It's all a big shame. Eh? Be able to have a job to go to. I look at Detroit. That's a picture of where yeah. America was going to be as a nation. Abandoned, hmm. broken down, rusting. Hmm. A ghost town. It, we were headed that way because we had not had a, a president in over 30 years that put America first. It was the glo- it was the global agenda back to George Bush Sr. And it runs a lot deeper than politics. Kill. I know that. It's a, it's a spirit that's at work. Could it be in the hearts of everyone? Could it be that the demons are in everyone and maybe, the, maybe had the church have just risen up and embraced deliverance? Yes. You know? And, and, and instead of, uh, you know, having a good old sing and thinking in their heart things like, you know, well, I'm worshipping God and isn't he fortunate I'm a good singer and I've got my hands in the air. And, and instead of getting doing the real gospel, you know, which is I thought it's healing and deliverance and offering peace, could it be what we're talking about today is the real gospel? You asked a good question. Peace? If God put Trump in office and he did, then that means yeah. he also put – Obama in office, the Clintons yeah, in office, and the Bushes. <laughs> the question is, is why? Yeah. As I try to deconstruct it, I came up yeah, with why? one possible answer. In 1993, a man named Wynne Worley, a man who had led a campaign for over 25 years for people around the world to get a little booklet called Warfare Prayers, booklet number four. You can still get for four three dollars. Mm. And begin to bind mm-hmm. and loose in Jesus' name. And mm. they told how they bound and loosed. Mm. And a man named Ronald Reagan was spared from assassination. That the New World mm. Order wanted to get their man in Bush Sr. Eight mm. years earlier. And the demons mm. being interrogated cried out, Stop that binding and loosing. Don't you know <laughs> you've set our agenda back by ten years? Mm. And I looked at, looked at the little small 
church that still stands, Hegwish Baptist Church. Hmm. How about that? And a little group of people that got together, but they believed the word of God. They had childlike faith. They began to bind and loose in Jesus' name, to begin to do war with the host of hell and encourage people to do the same. Hmm. And the man, the general, he died in 93. When Worley. Mm -hmm. And I look about that time was when the Clintons took over. They took office, I believe it was in 93. Mm. And I look back over the last 20 some odd years and where we are in 2016. With rare exception, yes, there were some that God had preserved. Like Apostle Ivory Hopkins, he never quit. He knew when Worley. Mm. He's been binding mm. and loosing his whole ministry and others out there that kept mm. the faith. But I, mm. I often think, did people forget who they were in Christ? Did they stop binding and loosing? Did they get comfortable? Mm. Are, they truly, are we truly the church of Laodicea that thinks we have need of nothing? We're so rich, yet we're naked. Mm. Mm. And we let our guard down. Good questions. And we stopped binding and loosing, and the enemy got an advantage. And then the, the battle turned. Battles start out like that. You'll have the victory. You're winning, and then all of a sudden, there can be a turn. Now, it's been reversed. And the enemy is surging. Did people stop praying? Did people stop binding and loosing? Did people stop repenting? Did we... <clears throat> Did we become fair weather Christians only? Could it be we could it be we made a claim to own the world? Loving Did we get world? to the point, Peter, where we Christians to us was going to church for an hour, hour and a half? I can't wait to get out at noon to get over there get to the lunch. roadhouse grill mm. or to Fridays or Ruby Tuesdays. And we're going to get home in time for the football game. And no, we're not going to go to church tonight. People stopped having church Sunday nights. When I was in the church, we had church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And then if you were a hardcore prayer war, you came out for the Friday night prayer meeting. Then they had a men's fellowship breakfast on Saturday morning. We were always at church, but people stopped going to church. Church just became a place to see your friends. Church mm. stopped binding and loosing. They stopped talking about deliverance. One third of mm. Jesus Christ's ministry. They said, no, we're above they that. baptizing too, eh? Water baptism went out the door a bit. Brother, they might have water baptism once a year. Might have communion once a year. Special occasions. Yeah, what about communion? Daily bread was once a year. You know, you're going to be a little bit skinny on the divine side. Did we go lukewarm and the enemy seized on the opportunity and surged and God gave us what we needed? We needed a cruel taskmaster. What about the blessings of the grandfathers? All the work those guys did building America. Build it. Would they be crying if they could see what happened? All the, all the preachers, the prayer people, the, the, uh, the families walking in righteousness. You know, I saw it on Little House on the Prairie. All those sort of people, wouldn't they be crying what happened? 
people don't even know the bathroom to go to. Peter, mm-hmm. I'm not here to say that everybody failed on the job. I'm not saying that. Sure. But, sure, I'm, I know. but I'm saying that we did not have a majority. I'm saying yeah. that the church failed and judgment starts first at the house of God and the righteous scarcely be saved. Where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? It's the church to blame mm. for where we're at today. Yeah, it is. I think it is. If you're going to point a finger somewhere, it's got to point inwards. I think it took getting to this point where literally we saw what we would have never dreamed possible. I nearly lost it. People being nearly embraced. Lost it. Embraced at a young age and given a choice. You can choose who you want to be. You can be a boy or a girl. You can be a pansexual, a transsexual. You could even grow up and become a dragon lady. There's a man. You can be God. You can be God and form yourself in your mother's womb. Brother, God gave us some rope and we ran with it. And we almost jumped off into the abyss and broke our necks and died. I can only say, praise God, that some woke up out there. That I woke up. Yeah. And we began to bind yeah. and loose. Yeah. We woke yeah. up and realized if we don't put the brakes on now, we're, it's over with. It's game over. And there'll be no more quarter That's to it. put in the machine. Because we're broke. No, if the banks, the, the banks of the river if the banks of the river break, the, the river just goes all over the land, right? And in, in the book of uh, Joshua it says that the Jordan overflows its banks at the time of harvest. Now, the Jordan, the name of the Jordan means the descender. So it's, I think that, you know, there were sandbags put up on the election. But, uh, <laughs> man, if, if, we can, if we can all just have a look, you know, I'm having a look, and would it be reasonable if we, if we as more the merrier have a look inside ourselves and ask, are we claiming something? Are we hanging on to something, a dogma or a doctrine or anything that's going to divide us from our brothers, right? Instead of getting out of the boat and looking at Jesus and, and, and not looking at the problems, maybe there's a, maybe there's a chance for this generation that'll, um, that, that'll uh, make a difference. And um, that's, that's really the topic, what I was coming up with today for. And, um, you know, in Judges chapter 4, there's a guy called the Battle Array, warring against Israel. He was the general, and his name's Sisera. He asked for water, and the she, her name means mountain goat. She, she's the one that, the sheep that goes up the mountain to the high place, fed him milk. And I believe the milk represents the love, and this is how we can overcome. It covered him, and then it gave space to get the cross, the tent peg, and nail that guy through the head to the ground, the curse, and get deliverance. The king of the promised land was then destroyed, which is the active insight, the all-seeing eye. Maybe that's the illuminated ones. But until we can get the love out of the bag, the milk out of the bottle, uh, that, that battle array is going to be awake and not sleeping. And this is the intercession. This, is, I believe, is why God said, Jesus said, Love your neighbor. Love, love your enemy. It's, it's like how do we do that? Because we pray for God's love to come into the situation and feed his love to the world. Feed his love into it. 
call the kingdom of heaven to come and feed love to the world who's blinded, the, the, the demons in them. Let the people, we can start asking people, is this love? You know, they're writing, uh, excuse me, is this love? Oh, you're calling that guy an idiot. Is this love? You know? Um, so this is a lesson in, in Judges chapter 4 is about the use of the tool that we have, which is God himself, I believe, that is love. What The way to intercede, I believe, is first step is the milk, which is love. Unless we have milk, we can't grow in salvation. So that's the love that brings the love of God or the goodness of God brings repentance. So if we can demonstrate the love by our works and, and our faith through love by our works, maybe we can maybe we can um, have ourselves some friends in heaven that are going to say, "Hey, man, you you." You came and loved me when, <laughs> when um, no one loved me. You know, hey, Peter, we got. And to. you didn't look at me, hey, hey. We've got to love one another. We've got to unite against our common enemy, which is Satan and this host of hell. The last program we did together, Peter, you told me about a time in history where. Australian men rose up. White horsemen. What was the that? The white horsemen, yeah. The white horsemen. What was the white horsemen? Uh, the light. The light, the light horsemen horse were, were basically they were a bunch of farmers who knew how to ride and round up cattle, and they could ride horses, and that they had a lot of skill. And, and what did know, they do? They had nowhere to go. The horses had nowhere to go. So they charged under the gunfire and ran and um, ran that fast. They couldn't drop the guns and they took Beersheba and delivered Israel. They World took Beersheba. Yeah. People forget took, it wasn't took, too long ago that African-Americans, Caucasian-Americans, Apaches, the Navajo, which speak a code that could not be broken, they were the, they were called the code, they were the, they were used in, in the war, to send messages. Yeah. If, if they were intercepted, the Nav they would not be able to be understood because they were encrypted. Still. We had Mexican Americans, First Nation people. We had Jewish Americans that came together in World War II and fought an Antichrist spirit. By the name of Adolf Hitler and his Nazis hmm. and the Japanese at that time and their kamikaze missions that were about to take the whole world. And they had already slaughtered millions hmm. by the time the Allies it ends in, got in. Six it million ends in death, right? killed in the gas it chambers. Ends in death. Where am I going with this point, brother? We came together one time before to fight a common enemy, the Antichrist, yeah. in the form of a man named Adolf Hitler, who was full-on yeah. demon-possessed by Satan. I have no question in my mind about that. He's not in heaven tonight, folks. A wicked man. He was demonized. 
Sure. And we almost lost. If they had made a couple decisions differently, they could have won the war. But you know what? God was on our side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Folks, we're in that same time again. Yeah, some abandoned let's ship. Pray. Let's, yeah, let's pray to love and show the love. How do you show the love? Just ask the question. How can I help you? It's a good way to start, isn't it? Peter, some have forgotten about where we came from. About the, yeah. the wars that we fought that were on a global scale in the past. Hmm. And who was behind that? Satan and his host of hell. Would you like to see all of us fighting each other and dead? Bottom line, he hates humanity. And he's going to make war on the mm -hmm. saints. You know what? In mm -hmm. spite of ourselves, we didn't even deserve it. God chose to show mercy because there were people yeah. that prayed and he looked on them. Yeah. And he had compassion once again. We cannot take this opportunity for granted. This is not a time to need, divide. Eh? This is a time to come together, to love one another, to get strong in this time of respite. Brief respite is all it's going to be. I really believe we got a, a little calm before the hurricane only God knows how much time. What is it if we got another 20 or 30 years? What is that? When it comes to eternity, which has no end, trillions of years, zillions of years. God sits out space, outside space and time. He can compress time. He can expand it. What is it if we got another 25 years to God? His will is still going to be done, but it could mean a lot to you and I. Should the Lord tarry? So Apostle Ivory said in the chat room tonight, Peter, he's listening. He said, you're okay. preaching a good word hey, tonight. You know, there, there's a guy that you can talk to. He listens. You know, he listens. Maybe he, he can show me how to listen to. He hasn't that. quit. He's been <laughs> going for he's decades, standing in the gap, binding and loosing one other's belled ship. And you know what he said? Yeah. He said, we've got to train up the next generation. Should the Lord tarry? Who's going to fight the next round? Hmm. Are we going to Good. go through this life and not train the, the next generation to make a stand? The demons aren't going anywhere, folks, unless we bind them up and cast them out in Jesus' name. They don't die. Hey, would it be a good idea to train some peacemakers? I think it would be a great you know, idea. Train the little ones. Hey, train the little ones. How to, how to be a peacemaker you know the way the way that i've been seeing it is we're all corrupted the world's corrupted we're escaping the corruption that's in the world and there's a reason for it but we're escaping it and deliverance and healings is fixing the corruption and bringing peace is bringing make way for the kingdom it, it brings the way to fix the corruption stopping the killing stealing destroying underdoing the works of Satan. And, you know, if we just unload our goods and go through the eye of the needle, you know, maybe it'd be good to stop making claims on this, on that. You know, what are we really? 
We're the objects of God's love. That's what he told me if I wanted to answer my own question. And so is everyone. So, you know, there's, you know, there's a scripture somewhere that says that husbands love your wives so that your prayers will be answered. You know that one? Somewhere there. And um, I'm just thinking that um, could it be the church love your brothers so that your prayers will get answered? Hmm? Could it be like that? You know, I was reading in Matthew five twenty one, just a scripture there. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill. And whoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Not absolutely judged, but in danger of it. But I say to you, that whoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of the judgment too. Huh? Who's angry with their brother? Why could we we be angry? Because we're the brother's stolen our lollies. He's stolen some of our stuff, or he's got. I've got an opinion, and he's trying to steal it off me. Then I'm um, staking a claim. Whosoever shall say to his brother, "Raka," oh yeah, we we can skip over that world. What's that world mean? That word means senseless, empty-headed man. Shall be in danger of the council. What's the council? I, I don't know if I ever want to see that council. I don't know what it is, but it says in danger of the council. But whoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. I, I just wonder how close to the edge of the hellfire a lot of us went over the election with all the toing and crowing. Could it be that we've, we've hindered our prayers? Could we be that we've We've gone very close to being at the council or the judgment or hellfire. Just from that. So wouldn't it be better to wouldn't it be better to, to say nothing and just ask, you know, could I get clarification if you think someone's off? Or could could you explain where you're coming from? You know, and think about it. How can someone be this? How is it possible to be that? And maybe try in love to understand each other. I know. I'm trying to make some sense. I don't know. Yeah. It's a um, it's a sobering t- it's a sobering thing to contemplate. Um, mm. I I don't apologize for standing in the gap for the Christians who are being beheaded and the mm. children who are being slaughtered. I'm not going to mm. take a Quaker attitude and sit down as some did and did not even vote. No, I became mm. militant. I'll be the first to tell you. And God teaches our hands to war, but even in war, if you're not careful, it can turn you. It can you can get damaged in the process. It's casualties. There are casual there are casualties of war. War changes people. Again, a lot of people broke off in fellowship over this issue of the elections. And some said, well, there are some that are on your program that stood for Hillary. And I said, well, I'm here to tell you, we didn't do a program that was pro-Hillary. But Mm. if there's people on this program that vote, that's between them and God. Mm. I'm not going to boot them off this channel. You know, instead of pointing the finger at them, you know, would it be a better idea now, after after hearing this today, to, to ask them? You see, and, and you know, there could be a it could be a healing in the asking. Can I understand you, brother? 
Where am I going with that? I wanted to, I wanted to say this to someone who rebuked me over this point just yesterday. I you know I didn't I didn't want to take it there on someone else's wall. Mm. Mm. But I know who yeah, the sure. individuals are. They didn't walk in their shoes. Mm. They didn't grow no. up mm. being persecuted because of the color of their skin, like this other mm. per individual was. Mm. They don't know they what it's. Hurts. They don't know what it's like to suffer racism your whole life. So I'm yeah. going to extend them some mercy, okay, although no, they, were, they were blinded okay, no. to the fact that this lady doesn't care about you. You may yeah. not see that. She, she, she used it as a trick, I believe. I well, it, absolutely. She'll, she'll do nothing to help our African-American brothers and sisters. Never. No, nothing. She didn't do anything for 30 years. Mm. Democrats didn't do anything uh, for 40 uh, years when they had control know, thought, of Detroit. Yeah, I thought about it. Let's ask the third. Let's ask someone who knows firsthand. Let's ask the people in Haiti how she helped them. Well, she helped herself to the billions of dollars, and they got nothing hardly. They they got ten percent tops. Where'd the other ninety percent go? Would that be go? fruit? Would that be the fruit that we could judge by? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a you know a lot of things that came out in this election. People want to say, well, I'm not voting for him because you know of his. Anti-woman slurs 15 years ago, 12 years ago. I said, well, what were you doing 12 years ago? Were you living in sin? Mm. Were you sleeping with a boyfriend or girlfriend, which is fornication? Mm. Were you sleeping with someone else's wife or husband? That's adultery. Were you smoking mm. a bong? Were you taking, were you hitting the weed? Were you lying, cheating, and stealing? Maybe you were involved in the occult, a new age. Mm. And praise God you're not there today, but you you called on the Lord and he forgave you. Does not that man deserve forgiveness when he apologized? Well, should mm. we not forgive Hillary? Yes, if she repents, she should be forgiven. But we've got to have sure. fruits meet for repentance. There's but no fruits meet for repentance. There's only been That's the same thing going on. And so where am I going with this? We have to have mm. love. This was a battle. This was war. This mm. is one of the hardest times I've experienced in my lifetime I had to go through. Mm. We didn't do a show for almost a week. I couldn't do a show. Yeah. I was just so upset and grieved in my spirit. I woke up the other day to no power in my house. I heard the beep of my power supply in the distance. And I went up and got up out of bed and there was no power. And my laptop was dying. My cell phone was dying. I stumbled around in the dark to use the bathroom. It was a picture of America. I got on the internet and I looked at the first reports hoping that there would be some good news. And the media was saying the same thing they've said the whole all along. And looks like a victory for Hillary. And my heart fell. Mm. And I said, my country's dying. Just like my yeah. batteries. It was a dark yeah. day. Mm. Mm. But I praise God that I didn't remain silent. For those that are being silenced today, they've been killed during this program, chopped up. Mm. Planned Parenthood would like to sell their body parts off so its owner can buy a Ferrari. Yeah. The blood is crying out, just like Abel. Mm. The Christians being set on their knees on the beaches as the waves are rolling in. And soon their heads are going to roll off their bodies and the blood is going to be taken out into the ocean. I saw it. I said enough's enough. I'm not going to sit by and be silent. No. 
I'm not going to be a Quaker and sit down when people said your vote doesn't count. Mm. Why even vote? Mm. Mm. That showed me that you there's know, some that can't be counted upon. Says, when, when you've done all, when you've done all, stand. My brother? So wouldn't voting, wouldn't voting be doing all? It's a, it's, it's, doing all? it's mandatory for all those that truly love one another. They'll do what they can, and having done all, stand. And in spite of all this, and there's a lot of hurting people today, we've got to be careful. Yes. Forgive. Not, not to peace, be peacemakers. Eh? In the process, let the enemy cause us to hate one another. No, you hate the demons yeah. that are living in the people, but you have mercy yeah. on the souls that are carrying those demonic yeah. spirits. Like never before, this should embolden us that we were that close to all being destroyed here in America and abroad. This was not just America. Would have affected. Would have affected us. Would have affected us here. Each one of us have had battles and will have battles geographically. What am I saying by this? I'm saying this. I don't rejoice in the death of the wicked. I don't rejoice that people are dying and going to hell. If you do, we no. need to check our hearts. We've got to rise above that. Yeah, witchcraft attacks happen. So do we want to see the witches dead? We've got to pray, pray for them. them to be saved. Brother, yeah. we've got to rise above. We've got to see who the enemy is. The enemy has had us distracted, thinking that one another are the issue. We're not. He pulled a civil war. That's what we do in deliverance. Ask God to lose civil war on the enemy, have the enemy turn in on <laughs> itself. A house divided against itself and cannot stand. A house divided going to fall, right? Does not so, the enemy so know this? We, why should we be sucked into that? And when we label ourselves, when we make a claim of who we are, there's a, there's a, a way of division made. You know, it's trained to us. Take sports. You got this side and that side. Yeah, there's, could that be the spirit of the world training everyone to make a claim and take a side? You know, I pray for my team to win. Hey, God loves me. My team won. What about the other side? Brother, we got, we got to have compassion on souls because that's what's at stake here. Hmm. You know what? We that's stood in the gap say. for this that's country. It's not going to last mm -hmm. forever. We might have got another 20, 25 years. I hope so. But if we got more, we got less. One day it's going to fall. All nations are going to fall. Hmm. And every man is going to fall down on his knees and stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and give an accounting. And then where are we going to be? Will it be enough to say, yeah, I voted. I stood in the gap. And then the next day, we're murdering our brother and our sister in our heart. We don't yeah. want to forgive. Are we going to yeah. have come this far only to fail? What about revenge? We could get revenge on the ones that didn't vote the way we thought? Or, you know, what's that going to help? It's not going to help anything, my brother. I'm, I Listen, I... I'm cooling down. Yeah. It's been it's been war. Sure. And everyone's has to cool down. Everyone got hot. I it's think. been it's been a tough time. But listen, let us not we forget on, that the clock has not stopped. The judgment clock has not stopped. We got a stay of execution, to borrow the words of Michael Boldea. Yeah. That's all. We got a, a stay. We have not come to the point. And I don't think we will. Mm. 
that God would rewrite his own book. He's already seen and laid it out. What's going to happen? The timeline is in his hands. Hmm. And you know what? We would be fools to think, well, battle's finished. We can go back to the way we were. That's how we got to this situation to begin with. We, this calls us to make yeah. some changes if we want to survive. If we want to make it into heaven, the goal is making it into heaven and take it as many people there with you and I as we can. I don't want to see anyone lost. We just saw fruit here in Bali, Peter. We saw a Hindu girl come yeah. to Jesus, and we've got a Muslim who my wife prayed for for Man. over two years, right. and we got a chance to do deliverance with her. Wow. And she went round two when she went back to Jakarta just yesterday, and a, another sister in the Lord is mentoring her did deliverance and reasoned with the word of God. And the girl has said, I'm going to come to church now because it's one thing to sweep the house clean, but you want to keep that. You want to keep your ground or do you want seven times worse to come back? She knows that only through Jesus is she going to be able to keep the demons out that have been tormenting this girl. Mm. And so a Muslim going to church, she's going to receive Jesus Christ, a Hindu, a Muslim. They're going to wow. have their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Lord's coming back yeah. soon. Is your name, hey, is my they, name in the Lamb's be, Book of Life? Yeah, they're going to be, and, and think about the friendship forever and ever and ever. The friendship. Oh, you cared about me. Uh, I, I nearly ended up lost because you lent your hand to me. You, you prayed for me, delivered me, set me up with the right truth. So I could make it. And now we're rejoicing in our heavenly mansions. Um, how much is that worth? Yeah. Peter, that's what is more time's all about. Huh? Yeah. More time to get some souls in. I would that I had started soul winning a long time ago. I don't have too many to my credit. But you know what? Yeah. With the time remaining, I want to get more. He that wins souls is wise. We're... The whole world's running out of time, and we didn't, we didn't get to the end of the time. It's over with. Jesus is coming you know back. You know you can do it. Yeah, you know you can do it really easy. I, I, I worked out a way you can do it. You can walk as the king. You know, you go into the you go into the store, you pay your money, and they say, how are you today? And you say, good. And then you can say, I was just wondering, who do you say Jesus is? It's that easy. Brother, and we're going to stand you do that before once him. Once a day, eh? if you do that once a day, you've done three hundred and well. If I do that once a day, I've done three hundred and sixty-five times I've witnessed this year. That's pretty good, actually. That'd be awesome. We've been. It's awesome. You know, I I I get I, 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 I was at getting some coffees for some friends, and yes. um, I walked up to the counter, and there's this nice lady, and and I and I said, I'll make it easy. It's just three coffees. And then she said to me, um, what size cup? And then I said, okay, I'm going to make it hard. Three big ones. And uh, she laughed. And I said, someone, I got this come in my heart. And that's why if we look inside ourselves for the question, okay, God can give you the, God can give you the question. So I, I just go, um, somebody said my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, you know who said that? And she said no. And um, I waited and waited and patiently and we got the coffee and I'm paying. And I, I said, would you like to know who said that? 
She said, yeah. And I said, Jesus. And I just said, Jesus. And it just hit her right in the face like she just went back. Oh, oh. And that's enough. That's a seed's son. Yeah, one sows, another one reaps. But, you know, if we make a claim that we have the truth in our clubhouse, you know, the some of the names of churches are the famous ones, the more men's. Right. I don't know where there's any women there. And we say, come and join our clubhouse. Is that really the gospel? You can't get saved because you don't come to our clubhouse? Is that the gospel? Or, or is the gospel the Prince of Peace? You know, it's someone Jesus. who's... It's Jesus. It's not what denomination you're part of. There's 2,000 denominations in America alone. Demon nations. What's that have to say? The Each one thinks that they're war. right. Demon nations. What demon nation are you belonging to? You know, well, get out of that. You can go there, but call it the clubhouse. And no one's got the truth there. How can it be possible to have the truth? Who can even own such a thing, as the Batman would say? You know, who can even own the truth? Do we own the truth? Can we own the truth? Or can we live the truth? That's a better question. So I leave everyone when I do my evangelizing, or mine or whatever, the way, way that it happens when I'm around, is just remember, call on the name of Jesus to be saved. Now that person might be, get sick or in an accident and then remember, God can work with that. Call on, didn't that guy say, call on my name? And then they start calling on the name. Or they have something, you know, the spirit of God in the world can use that. So that's very simple. You know, I, I would I would think of a challenge. I challenge myself. Why aren't I evangelizing enough? How can I do it? So I come up with this ambush evangelizing. Someone behind the counter can't get upset because they're working and they have to talk to you because you're interacting on the transaction. So ask the question then. Have a nice day. Who do you say Jesus is? Even if they don't answer, you've got them thinking. Making sense? That's a, I like that strategy. Anyone can ask a question, I think. Come like a little child. Preach the gospel. The kingdom belongs to a little child. Why don't we just be a little child and drive our mum and dad crazy with questions? Like, why don't we just ask people the questions? We've hit them, you know, we've passed them the football when we ask the question. Think of the right question, ask the right question in the right spirit of it, which I believe is love, is the right spirit. Not to get them to sign up, not to get them to be a trophy, nothing. To get them to be a harvest for the one who loves us. Would that be the right motive? To be a harvest to the one who loves us? I was thinking that. So I don't know how many people got saved. Um, I just keep asking the question every day. I ne nearly never miss. It doesn't matter if you miss. Some days I might ask three or four people. Some days one person. Depends on what's going on. But I'm always try to train myself to look for the opportunity to ask. Who would you say? I'm just wondering. Who would you say Jesus is? Rather than point and say, hey, repent you, 
Repent you. What? What? They, they don't even know what <laughs> repent means. Huh? Huh? You're going to hell. Well, what's good, good news? That's not good news. It's not good news. Peter, Peter, Jesus said, I'll build a church on what Peter done. And how did Jesus to get Peter to do it? He, he said, who do you say I am? And God told Peter. And Jesus said, that's the way I'm going to build the church. So maybe we need some training on how to, how to witness, huh? how to preach the gospel. Then after that, if, how can I help you? Oh, man, I got nightmares. Oh, we do deliverance. That might be a demonic spirit. What if, yeah, maybe, you know, we can pray and uh, that might not happen anymore. Would that be good news? Hmm? Uh, I think there's a new, fresh approach on how to preach the gospel, why to preach the gospel, and the right spirit to preach the gospel. And what is the gospel? Who are we? What are we claiming that's a lie? They're all questions, you know, and good ones, I think. I don't know. Might not be good ones for some people. Might think it's a good one. But who are we really? You know, do we have ancestors? You know, um, I think once we're born again, we're in the family. Our ancestor is God. You know, our, our name is what it, I noticed when Jesus, when Peter got converted with that, he said, remember, he said, who, who do you say I am? Simon Barjona. And after he said, you're, you're uh, the son of God, the Christ, the son of God, his name was Peter, just, uh, Jesus just called him Peter. And I wonder if he's Mr. Peter, I am. The name of the father's family. So when we even claim our own name, given to us on a birth certificate or anything else, is it really our name? Do we want to fight for our name, be proud of our name, sell our name, copyright our name? Might not even be our name. We could be living a lie just on that. Just thinking. <laughs> These are just good thinking. questions to contemplate. Yeah. And, and, you know, whatever the answer is, 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 is our own business. And, um, you know, we, we really need to respect our brother and sister for their, their thoughts. You know, we're going to kill someone because they don't believe the same as us, like, the, like some do. I, I think that's what Satan wants. You know, maybe God hasn't revealed it. You know, there's a scripture that I saw that hasn't been appointed for them to know. So I talk in parables lest they might know. But maybe Jesus put it out there in parables for the ones who want to seek to know. So maybe the question for the ones who don't know would be, how would you sort of find out who Jesus is if you don't know who he is? You know, and lead them. Like, would, would it be a good idea to pray maybe and ask if God's real, he shows himself to you? And lead. Uh, would it be an idea to pray? Maybe God appoint it to me to know. If I, I don't even know who you are, but could you appoint it to me to know? Or pray for them. Oh God, appoint it for them to know. Then what? My family's lost. These ones lost. Could that be the way? 
and and let's have faith in God that God is doing the sal- salvation. And Jesus just asked a question, and then God moved. So maybe that's a whole subject. You know, Peter, for every victory we see, we can't lose sight of the fact that the war is still raging. It's only oh, get yeah. worse before it gets better. When Jesus comes back, he's going to put an end to the war. Mm. And we should stand up for the truth. We should be yeah. willing to stand when there's those that are, don't want to. They're sitting down. They're in compromise. You know what? They'll answer yeah. to God. But we're also going to answer to God for what we mm-hmm. did or did not do. And in the process, mm. how we treated others. And if we fail that final exam, which is we forgot to love our brothers ourselves, then everything we did was in vanity. Yep. And done what done you have with to a, say that's pretty good. Done with a wrong heart. And speaking of the heart, my heart lifted when we saw the victory the other day. When yeah. I knew a lady and what she represented for was not going to get her opportunity to kill mm-hmm. the man laying on the side of the road. Instead, we got a good Samaritan, Donald yeah. Trump, to come over, willing to give CPR and give us some more work time. You know, he's going to work for free. Brother, he's going to work for free. Ultimately, though, the good Samaritan, he was, he was healed, saved. He died of old age, probably. There's a shelf life on everything. The question is, what did he do with the remaining time he got? What are you and I going to do with the remaining time we got tonight? Will we be peacemakers? Tomorrow doesn't count. Yeah. Does tomorrow count? Uh, does yesterday count? We've got tomorrow in front, and we've got the moment now, I think. The moment now is really it. Will we train up the next generation? Should God give us enough time to see them grow up and, mm. and, and take their place on the battle line? Will we win souls? Will we have any souls to our mm. credit? When the spirit comes out of our body... And we're called home should the Lord tarry. What will we be able to say when we stand before the Lord? He said, thank you for voting. But do you have any souls to bring me? Did you love your brother and sister? Did you cast out devils? Or you didn't have time because you preferred to watch football. Did you lay hands on the sick that they recover? Did you pray for your enemies and those that despitefully use you. Did you pray yeah, that's a good question. that I will appear to more Muslims in their dreams and we'll see Muslims and Hindus and witches come mm. to Christ? Mm. Were you able to love people even when they were gnashing at you with their teeth? Mm. But you loved them because you said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. You looked beyond their fault and saw their need. Did you realize that the real enemy was not your brother or your sister, but the demon inside? And instead of making war on them, you made war on the demon. That perchance God give them grace to have their blinders. Did we ask what's wrong with us? Did we ask what's wrong with us? Yes. Take it over. Am I the problem? <laughs> no, I don't want to. No, I, what I, I just said. No, I mean, I'm throwing it to it. you. You know, did we, did we have an honest look at our own self? Could we face ourselves and just say, am I the problem? Hmm? Might it be that that's, we're mirroring 
our own problem. You know, the story of Tamar, she was abused and and she ripped herself apart. And the abuser didn't. She tore her own coloured garment. Have we torn our colours off and become dark? You know, could we just say, please forgive me, God, because I'm calling myself worthless and my... I'm guilty. I can't forgive myself. Now I'm pointing at everyone else out of some way to get rid of the guilt. Could that be the problem? Might be. Maybe we could have a look in the mirror. Maybe the mirror is mirroring what's our life is mirroring what's really in us. I think Jesus said all our problems come from within us. Out of the heart comes the problems. Brother, Maybe all of we're our looking the wrong direction. Amen. Go, go. All of our righteousness is filthy rags, it says. Yeah, we can't do anything. We're, we're corrupted. There's a rebuke for even the best among us. <clears throat> None yeah. of us, all have fall, fallen short of the sin and fallen short sure. of the glory of God. I know I have. Mm, you know what? I'm praising I God. A, that I don't think it's a point, you know. I got a little if bit more time. It, what? Why would God come and save the world when they were all sinners? If he didn't love the sinner. He says he came for the lost, came for the sinner. I don't think that's changed. Would that be changed? No, God's long-suffering. He doesn't desire that anybody perish. That's the whole point in a reprieve. Yeah. If he had that to is. have judged at this time, billions would have died. And you know, brother, very bad. I can't afford to take it for granted. God didn't raise us up we as one said, forced us just sit are, back are, down. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Are we out of prison? And then we're going to say, like the one that got forgiven, now go and um, beat up our brother. Could we get thrown back in torment doing that? Hmm? Could that be dangerous? Peter, the word of God declares that Satan was given power to make war on the saints and overcome them. We haven't seen mm. that yet to the degree that it will be. Not yet. Where martyrdom mm. is a part of everyday life. Folks, that's coming. I had no time said that if we won this election, it was going to be smooth sailing till Jesus comes back. Folks, we got a little bit more time. Mm. And maybe you, hmm. like me, work while it's still alive. have wasted most of my time in this body. Brother, I cannot afford to do it again. we got to thank God hmm. that we got a little bit more, whatever amount that is, and get back to the business of Mark 16. Yeah. In the process of loving one another, yeah. forgiving one another, remitting the sins, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Looking beyond their fault to see their need and going after the demons. Trying to understand them. Yeah, understand the people and cast the devils out. Asking, that. what can I do to help you? Yeah. I like what you said there, Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. I think it's a good one. There's a lot we can do uh, to help one another. Come. Yeah. You know, or it's better than what can I do to fight you? 
<laughs> hey, how could I fight you? Peter, there was a time a where we question. came together for a common cause, rallied together against the, the, the forces of the Antichrist spirit that were marching on the world. And I'm talking back again, Adolf Hitler. That was his goal. Yeah. World dominant yes. conquest. Um, Folks, we pulled together. Yeah. And it was the greatest hour. Yeah. Veterans Day just happened yesterday. Or it's actually today, excuse me, mm -hmm. it was this morning for me when I started. The 11th. We, we celebrate all American mm -hmm. veterans, but we also celebrate all the veterans in Australia. Brother, you were, you were there at, mm -hmm. the, at, the, at the charge there at Beersheba. You were there in Vietnam. You were there mm -hmm. in World War II. Brothers in the fight yeah. and other nations that stood with us here in America in the battles that we had to fight. Our British brothers and sisters. We came together at one time. We need to come together again. And we need to come together as the body of Christ and focus on the enemy, which is Satan and his host of hell, which are planning their next attack at this very moment. Yeah, could we come together as the kingdom, not of this world. Would that be good thought? That goes beyond as all the kingdom, geographical not boundaries. Of this world. Exactly right. From every nation. Yeah, there is no there is no worldly claim. You know? There is no country, there is no race, there is there's no nothing, no denomination of this world. We could come together in the kingdom. Heaven. That's a thought. It is right. People from Africa, mm -hmm. people from Europe, people from Asia. Brother, you know there's Asians here in Indonesia that don't speak a lick of English. Speak a lick of English. Mm. They speak the Bahasa right. language. But they're brothers and sisters in the right. Lord, and they were praying and fasting for the country of America. Wow. God put the burden on their mm. heart to stand they, in the gap, and they fasted now that's pretty tough right. for many people and prayed and yeah. bound and loosed because they knew what was at stake mm. and now they've asked the same for their own country mm. where their christian mm. governor in jakarta has had isis say if you don't kill him we'll riddle him with bullets and militant factions in islam have said mm. shoot him dead because he offended us mm. 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 All he said in the election that's coming up is, in the Quran, it says, don't put anybody in power who's not a Muslim. He said, you cannot go by that. You've got to separate that from the, issue, from the decision at hand mm. when you vote. And that mm. offended some in Islam, and they've called for his death. Mm. When he was voted in. They made many, a claim. They made a claim. Yes. They're making a claim, and and they want to defend their claim, and break the law that you know those guys have the Old Testament, and and they break the fundamental law said to Noah, you know if you kill you'll be killed. Sad for them as well. He told them that you cannot vote according to what the Quran says that you can only stand for a Muslim in government in your government. I'm paraphrasing it. They use another term, mm. but that's what. It meant, he said, you got mm. you got to look at the issues here. 
and they yeah. they took that as basically he, he you've offended <laughs> the the Islam people and you need to die and they're calling for his death right now. They're calling for people to shoot him dead. Mm. Well, the fact is mm. he stood up in the midst of a country that's been under dictatorial rule for decades, got their reprieve mm. and now they've Say got something. free elections and he stood up against the bribery, the taking of bribes, mm. pay for play. You've heard that term mm. here on the news. That means the taking of bribes. Yep. God calls it an abomination. Yep. Blinds the people. God calls it an abomination. Some nations yeah. are run on bribes. Costa Rica being one of them. Mm. And I, mm. I live to experience that. My point I'm making mm. here is people voted because they were tired of the, the system of bribes. Mm. They were tired of the corruption and mm. Muslim, Christian, um, Buddhist, Catholic came together and they voted even when the other guy said, hey, I've already won. We've heard that one before, haven't we? All, yeah, we had uh, that. all cards were stacked against him. The guy had billions of dollars to throw at his campaign. And you have a little Christian man that comes up named Ako. <laughs> and he says... If God wants me in this office, God can put me in here. Mm. If God be for me, who can be against me? And God raised him up because people prayed. Mm. And these same people prayed mm. and they got a reprieve. They prayed for America. And now that election is up again, started November 4th, will go through February. And already they're in the streets riding, make, making death threats against this Christian man. And they've asked for America mm. now to come and pray. We prayed for Brexit. Wow. God gave them the victory there. I Help hope them. that they carried all the way through. We prayed to America. God gave us a victory. We need to pray for Indonesia. And there'll be more events to pray for and to get in the battle and fight for. But we still got to remember we're fighting a common enemy. And his name is Satan and the host of hell. And if we don't use this time of reprieve to get strong, to get in the battle, to get trained up, and to train others. Because there's not enough warriors out there right now, folks. You and I can't do it alone. Peter, me, those that are tuning in tonight are not enough. There's got to be more. God's calling for every man, woman, boy, and girl who calls himself a believer to rise up and begin to bind and loose and attack the host of hell and destroy the works of darkness in the name of Jesus. You want a revolution? Then preach Amen. the gospel of Jesus Christ. People are looking for truth in 2,000 different denominations. There's only one truth, and his name is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, Jesus Christ tonight. His word's going to stand when the purpose-driven life is thrown in the fire. When the hmm. words and doctrines of men are thrown out, yeah. the word of God's going to be standing and we're going to be called to give an accounting on what we did with the word and the time that we had. Back to you, Peter. No, it's good. You know, it's good. And, um, uh, you know, if we want to put up the shield of faith, remember, 
it's held with the strength of love. It can't be picked up any other way. And we're going to need it as the days go. When they come and want to put a chip in you, what are you going to say? Brother, that time's coming. How are you going to handle it? Hmm? That time is coming. We haven't seen nothing yet. War on the Saints Hmm? is coming. Will you be able to stand in that hour? Or are you going to be Hmm. part of the great falling away? And you're not prepared. The footman worries you what happens when the horseman comes. When that day comes and the horsemen are riding, what are you going to do? Will you say, well, I just didn't sign up for this battle. I'm just going to take the mark. God will forgive me. They've told me that the Lord will forgive me because I did it for my children. They needed some milk. I needed that job. Folks, you can make whatever excuse you want, but those that take the mark of the beast, they've just bought themselves a front row seat to the lake of fire. Look at it this way. If you take the mark of the beast, aren't you becoming of the world? Yes. And now they don't need you to admit your name. They've given you a name that's possibly a lie. And you can't deny it because it's, it's sown in your body. So we have to be thinking about this now and be wise so we know what to do. That's you know, the rule of law, the rule of law. But I believe God has shown us, I believe God has shown us how to even walk over the rule of law. Because the cross, I think that Jesus was crucified and crucified even the rule of law. Because, you know, I, I heard something, I don't I don't know if it's right or wrong, but that it was illegal for them to crucify Jesus because he was born in, he was like a, I think he was a Roman citizen. Uh, I know we could check it, but didn't they go to get the role? And wasn't he born in Judea, right in Pilate's jurisdiction? And I, and I think one of their own, they couldn't, they weren't allowed to crucify. And he said he was innocent. He didn't say anything else, and they crucified him, and I think it crucified the system. So everything was provided on a cross to, to suit our, to suit our, our um, circumstances as we come into the future. So, so it would be a good idea to try and learn how to walk, you know, um, how to walk, you know, where there is no law, sin is not imputed. And, and I believe it's in... You fulfill the law by loving your brother as yourself, loving your neighbor as yourself, and, and, and maybe the mark won't touch you. Maybe those angels are going to show up. When you're fearing not, you're going to have to get out of the boat and fear not, and the angels are going to come, and you, and you can walk through the crowd like Jesus, untouchable. Imagine that. The press, you know, it's is a narrow there? path, right? It's a very narrow path. The precedent is there that God's able to perform these same miracles that he did before. Mm. That he's able to hide you in plain sight. That he's able to translate yeah. you if he needs. Like mm-hmm. Philip the Evangelist. Food every day, like manna. Daniel lived right in mark. Babylon Central. Mark. Yeah. So did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
They lived right mm. in ground zero. And they survived, <laughs> and he had an excellent spirit. He kept the laws of the land until such time as they asked him to do something that was against the word of God. That's what we're expected to do. God doesn't mm. support lawlessness and rebellion. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. God's got to get rebellion out of the church, though. We've been operating in lawlessness in the church, thinking that we have mm. immunity, like a diplomatic yeah, immunity. Praying, yeah, if, if you're praying to get out of something, you're confessing that you're already in it. You've already condemned yourself if you think about it. But if you're walking correctly, you're not in it to start with. Even if they're Think about that. What do I mean by that? So. Mm. What I mean by that I missed that. Is that <laughs> I'm asking <laughs> New Testament I grace. I'll tell you what I mean. New Testament grace is not a license to sin or an abolition of the commandments of God. It's a call to holiness. It's mercy yeah, giving us the opportunity. What is, what is? Yeah, what is grace? I'll tell you what it is. To me, I, uh, yeah, well, yeah. You give me a version um, or, or one you, you thought about. I thought about it too. And, um, to me, grace is mercy giving us an opportunity. To have a time and a space to confess our sins and repent, which means to turn from them and be forgiven before the spirit leaves our body, at which time God becomes our judge and will judge us according unto his word. Because as it's appointed, a man wants to die, but after this, a judgment. Folks, God gave us a little bit. He extended us some grace and mercy here. Gave us a little bit more time. I wasn't prepared Could it be? for the end to come. Could it be could it be the power to do the right thing? Could it could it be the the grace to do the right thing? Could it could it be, um, uh, could it be the way you can um, walk the right way, do the right thing? Um, could it be the inheritance freely left? Could it could it be that someone loved us and left us a chance? Could grace be just a chance? These are all questions. I don't know. Everyone's got to ask themselves, I believe, and not answer it for themselves. But, you know, grace, unmerited favor, yes. But, you know, I, I found this, Shannon. There's a tendency that we have, uh, that I had, and uh, of simply answering what something is with one answer. Like the world teaches us that there's one right and one wrong. I read it's a many-folded wisdom of God, and there's there's many answers to God's truth, and I'm not saying there's many truths. There's many answers to the truth, which is one. But it's 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 like what sin is. What is sin? You, and and what is grace? What is the law? And um, if we take a simplistic answer that covers everything, we could miss it. The wider many-folded wisdom. And um, I think we've been trained that either you're right or you're wrong. And we know that there's only one truth, and that is the truth. And it's very much the truth. And uh, But I think that God's way is so big 
that um, many parts of it can be answered. Like, what is sin? Sin is breaking the law. That's one answer. It's not the whole answer. And grace, I think, when I get to the core of it in my thinking, I, I just get that grace is love. <laughs> it is you know? love. It's he, love. He loves, he, loves, he loves you tuning in out there, wherever you live. He is yeah. long-suffering, not wishing any should perish. He's pull, pulling out all stops, giving us yeah. every benefit of the doubt to get our house yeah. in order so that yeah. we can overcome. We've got to remain patient, yeah. keep the faith, endure till the end, endure much hardship before the return of the Lord, persecutions, sufferings, yeah. tribulations. With much tribulation, we enter into the kingdom of God. All those in Christ mm. Jesus shall suffer persecution. If they persecuted me, mm. they'll persecute you. Is the servant greater than mm. the master? We must suffer many things. But the good mm. news is tonight, if we keep the faith, we can make it. Amen. And we can hit the finishing Amen. line. And he say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I see you brought some with you. Yeah. There's some How that... Can you fail? That How already arrived ahead of you. Let me introduce them to you. Some of the souls... Peter, that you yeah, are responsible for winning. See them. You introduced the gospel wow. to them, that seed over there at the grocery store, at the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that I sent yeah, someone back around to water it, and you had a harvest. Yeah. You got a piece of that. Mm. Brother Peter, we're almost out of time. I want you to give people um, your website, your contact information. Do we have hey, I want to show you something. Yes, please tell I me. I want to show you something. Show me. Uh, uh, look, this is this is just a mock of how the Bible's going to look. For those you see, where am I looking at? We're streaming live right now on YouTube. Peter's live and in color. Names Amplification Bible Study Edition. Mm. Peter, congratulations. What is the Names Amplification Bible for those that don't know what we're talking about? That's pretty cool. That's nicely bound, by the way. Pretty good, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's nicely bound, and um, it's uh, just the first sample to see what it's going to be look like. And we're just finishing the editing and um, typesetting, and then it'll be uh, it'll be ordered, and we'll we'll have some copies that will be available. And um, I'm hoping to have them out very soon in a few months. And um, was the big thing to get this after four years of work. To see that maybe it's going to materialize and manifest in the natural. So you took a King James Bible. So it's the names. Yeah, King James, 1611, King James. And we just took the names, which is 17% of the words, 2,700 names of people and places. And, and we insert the name and the meaning. So you can read like Adam equals red. Eve equals life. It says you're looking it up in a dictionary or concordance, and you can keep your forward while you're reading it. And I believe that, well, it says in Ephesians that God named everyone. So um, I, I believe that the names are vital to get the color of the message. So I think that for these times, these end times coming up, that, that this, this Bible is a very important tool to for us to be equipped 
to be able to stand for what's coming. So there's a website, namesamplificationbible.com, and um, I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy with the look of it. Looks good, eh? Man, it looks beautiful. Once again, you took a King James Bible, and you went back in, and you started from Genesis and went to Revelations, and the names of places and people. Mm. God showed you that there's there's meanings and significance behind those locations and names and terms. Mm. And that as you begin to go in there and look up what they mean, God began to show you new revelations that were locked in that people just would read the name and go on to the next verse, didn't they? For example, what does Jordan mean? Jordan means a descender. And, you know, the, the first tribe across was uh, Reuben, behold a son. And it was parted. So it's behold the son, parts the descender. And it was between two two places. One's named Adam and the other one's named his distress. So the, the message is in a story. And um, there's so much that we can learn. We learned the story of Tamar from it. We learned the milk uh, about the battle array from it. Um, I've learned that also that uh, uh, Gilgal means a stone rolling and, a, and, a, and that's where Joshua rested. So if you ever get down in your faith, think about the resurrection, the stone rolling and we'll be resurrected and it's not forever. That can give people hope. All sorts of things, revelations and color. And it says somewhere that if the seed is sown and there's no understanding, the devil steals it. So this is all about understanding the, the color, the message of what God intended with the Bible. So you can hold on to the seed and it has a chance to germinate and grow yeah. and sprout and yeah. bear fruit mm. and build deep roots. It'll empower. It empowers, for sure it empowers, it builds faith. And, uh, you know, I'm hard to read any other Bible because I see the names and then I wonder <laughs> what they mean. That's pretty good. Yeah. Namesamplificationbible.com, is that where they would go to pick up a copy? Yeah, yeah. once we got it, uh, yeah, as we get it available, it's there, or email me, or come on my Facebook, and we'll all, it's reasonable. I, I haven't set a price for it yet, but it's in the normal price of Bibles. Do you uh, have a, uh, a ebook version that's available for people? Yeah, if anybody wants the ebook, it's uh, free. Just uh, contact me, uh, peterwiffenhotmail.com or uh, peterwiffen at Facebook or message me and um, I'll, uh, I'll email it over to you. We've been doing that. You know, the ebook the e e doesn't cost any money, so you can just send that. And these ones will just sell because you've got to pay for the printing. But um, anybody wants one, just let me know. What's your um, uh, email address? Uh, my name, which is peterwiffen at hotmail.com. Peterwiffen at hotmail.com. You also have another website. What is that? That's, a, that's the, the training website, which is hiskingdomstable.com. Dot com. And um, there's a lady, Tracy Jackson, helped me put some of the messages we've done on there. Yes. And there's the booklet on there, Deliverances at the Table, which continues to go out. And it's uh, always getting feedback that that's really helped me. Because so God showed big, you um, 
what was meant when what the table is. Yeah. David talked about thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. We've read that. We didn't understand what that really meant, did we? We didn't know. And um, praying about it, I was shown that there was deliverance at King Solomon's table with Queen Sheba, and that, that the communion is where we actually receive the grace. We receive our inheritance daily to keep it safe so we can't lose it. We get today's, and we receive it through communion. So, uh, you know, I'm a big one on have communion every day and let your request, whatever they are, be made known while you're doing communion. And we've seen lots of <laughs> testimonies coming back on that one because it will judge your enemies and it will give you your inheritance. It does because we judge ourselves when we sit down at the Lord's table. We repent, yes. in other words, so that we can be forgiven and he doesn't have to judge us for those things that we should have judged ourselves for and repented before the Spirit leaves the body. And, and having mm -hmm. done that, you partake of the communion, you can receive the blessing, and when you got demons inside, they're going to get that communion, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, and they have to pay. They got to pay for the meal, which means that they have to reap what was sown at the cross. So that's how we overcome with the blood. It's it's the payback for the blood that that destroys Satan. He he must die because he sowed death, and uh, the only reason I believe he's alive now is because the penalty isn't finished. It, it's still accumulating. But I believe that Satan is trying to pass off that judgment to any man who want to die in his sin. Because man and Satan caused the cross. And the partner is in crime, are passing it off to the other one. And that's part of the uh, part of the zeal that Satan has. Every soul that dies with the guilt of the cross is what is the partner that took it. And it's less for Satan. So that's why we have to be on guard. You know, we, we don't want to be dying, paying for the cross. That's an eternal death. It's because of an eternal life was killed. Either Jesus has paid for it or we pay for our, our sins for eternity. And yeah, it's all got to be paid for. Somebody has to pay. Everything, it's got to be paid. And, and every sin we confess to the cross goes to the people to the blame of the people who caused the cross. Because they caused the cross, they've got to pay for what Jesus took on the cross. So when we put our sin to Jesus on the cross, the devil and men agreeing with the devil are going to pay for it. That's why Satan hates the Christians. Well, you know what's interesting too about the uh, at taking communion is that uh, if you partake unworthily, it's caused many to, to die, to sleep. Well, you don't want to do that. So you're going to, you're going to judge yourself. You're going to repent. You're going to forgive. So you can take communion and receive the blessing. But those demons, they're partaking of it unworthily. They're going to receive the wrath of God. And what do I mean by that? Many of them come out during uh, <laughs> during communion. Yeah. There are some tough you know, demons. You having problems? Do communion. <laughs> and do deliverance while you're doing communion. Oh, yeah. You know? There's right? some tough demons that haven't come out until they had to be subjected to communion. communion and they came out screaming and people were set free. That's another weapon that you revealed when you did this teaching to me. And I said, wow, that's pretty amazing. That's, that's why we're seeing some victories when but, you include that in deliverance. 
Yeah, the first time we, we were doing it, testing it out. You know, I like finding out things and testing it out. That's just how I am. But uh, we, we we summoned this lady was manifesting a little bit and we, we summoned the, the demon to the table for judgment. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. She screamed. I thought she was going to pass out because it was that long, the scream. So everything left. <clears throat> so that's how God chose. It's very powerful. We, we have um, a table in the presence of the enemies to to put judgment on our enemies to deliver us so we can partake in the divine nature. And when we eat and drink, we're, we're doing a an agreement, like showing our agreement, confessing we're receiving and eating to show faith with works that we're receiving. So it's been belittled. I'm, I'm myself, I reckon it should be a meal and just let everything be known over the table while you're having it. God, invite God to have communion with you and let him know all your troubles. It's paid for. There's a vacuum of grace. That's You know, Jesus' death was not just him. It was a bloodline. Um, Rahab, the, Rahab, the prostitute, had to look at a line in the window, a red cord, which signifies a bloodline. A family died with Jesus. And we're part of that family. We're entitled to the inheritance of the saints because it's been given to us and we've been given an entitlement to receive that. And uh, if you have a look in some of the some of the scriptures there, the back of, Ze- back of Zechariah or somewhere it says, um, or Jeremiah, Zechariah says, um, Judah received a meal every day from the wicked king of Babylon. Yeah, we got an inheritance and uh, it's all paid. You know, we got vineyards we haven't worked for and cities we didn't build. And... Um, but it's it's sitting on the table. So the the deal is is if you walk away from the table and forget to have communion, yesterday's is gone. You lost that blessing. You know, if you're having your blessings today, you got them, and it's just like the manna. You can't save it up. It's it's daily because it's safe. If you got a week's worth of blessings and the devil got them, you'd be hungry for a week. So God set it up that it's only a day by day. But we've got an unlimited bank, unlimited account of grace. Grace is the payback for the bloodline and the body of Jesus, I believe. And that's given to us in love. So if we have communion, we receive. And he said, do this as often as you eat. We should be doing it every meal, really. So um, we bless and give thanks because, you know, we don't own Everything is given to us to use. So in everything we give thanks. You know, we're breathing the air. Did we own the air? Give thanks, the air's there. That's the view. That's the view. Look at it that way. Um, I think it, those looking for a breakthrough and those of us are looking to go further, communion could be a key, you know. When's the last time you had it? Do you have it every day with faith and receive your blessings that way? And then God says, love your brother with your blessings. Share to those in need, you know, and help someone. But, um, you know, I'll give you the seed. I'll give it. It's all done. It's paid for at the communion. Hmm. That's so that's what we found with the booklet. It's in the booklet. Folks, get over there the and pick it up. What's that website? Um, HisKingdomsTable.com. That's a powerful revelation on that scripture, hiskingdomstable.com. If you're interested in the Names Amplification Bible, there's a 
PDF available now, but I would encourage you all to support Brother Peter that he can print the hard copy. The hard copy is beautiful if you didn't see it. It looks really nice. And you know what? Support We've got to print his... a thousand, thousand at a time. So it's like a, thousand. a big, little bit of money. Yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's not cheap. But yeah. you know what? If you ask mm. him for the electronic copy and you appreciate it, mm. send a love offering in. He's not asking for it. It's free. But that'll help him print the thousand copies. Mm. That's not free. It costs money to do it. It takes resources mm. to do it. How can a person give? Do you have a PayPal if they'd like to support your ministry? Yeah, just my name, uh, Peter Whiffen at PayPal, which is W-H-I-F-F for Facebook, I-N at Hotmail.com. Peter Whiffen at Hotmail.com. Before we close, I want to give one more testimony here tonight. Some of you may not be aware of the Muslim that was literally a slave, and we teamed together and bought their freedom. Tell people what we're talking about there. Who are these people and what had oh, happened man. to them? The family. You know, uh, yeah, that was fantastic, eh? We we uh, we all worked together, you know, in love for a brother that's uh, 80 years old and his wife. Both of them have to work five in the morning till seven at night every day. No holiday. What was their job? The Muslim making bricks in a brick factory, which is a yard out in the weather. Um, day in, day out, can't visit family, can't go to church, get home 7 o'clock, get up at 5, 6, you know, oh, before and then in the morning before light and then be called to go. If they don't go, they get beaten and um, very serious problem. Why? What so, happened um, that a person would be a slave baking bricks? What happened? Their, their parents had borrowed some money and um, they inherited this. So it's all their life. And now... Uh, uh, I can't imagine, but anyway, and um, then they, they don't get paid enough, so whenever they need anything, of course, the taskmaster just flicks them a few crumbs and puts it on their account, and the, and the thing builds up. They, they had a house with dirt floor and no money hardly for any food, just a bare minimum, and um, I think they were living on $80 a month and um, uh, working every day for $80 a month. So um, I couldn't get them off my mind. I just saw it. And no one asked me. I, I just saw this man, and for some reason, it just wouldn't get out of my heart. So um, I had a little bit of fun saved up from doing some eBay, and um, I was going to buy something. And uh, I thought, well, I can do it. You, you put out the appeal and, and, you know, some really, really loving stuff people um brothers and sisters sent in the rest and uh, we were able to bail them out and they they we even had a bit extra someone sent some extra so we sent it there and they they got brand new bibles they they got a lunch at the hotel which which wasn't expensive and they'd never been in even a hotel in their whole life mentioned that at 80 and uh celebration and now today they're, they're resting like he, he's still going to work but but uh, he can go visit his grandchildren and go to church like normal, you know, normal now. They now were they literal few dollars. slaves, folks. They were in indentured servitude. Yep. They would never been able to pay off slaves. the debt, so they had to work it off till the day they died, baking bricks for a Muslim taskmaster, 80 years old. I couldn't even imagine my grandfather baking bricks right now, but that's what they were doing. 
and you who stood up along with Peter bought their freedom. I saw the picture. If you haven't seen it, you need to repost it, Peter, of the man smiling, raising his hand to Jesus, that he had just been, his freedom had been purchased. Well, you know, folks, each of our freedom was purchased by Jesus Christ Hmm. on the cross. We need to raise our hands today. Thank the Lord for freedom by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then what do we owe him? We owe him gratitude and we need to serve the Lord because we've got eternity that we're going to be with him. And we have no comprehension of how good it's going to be. It says we can't even fathom the good things that the Lord has prepared for those that love him. And it was pretty awesome what we saw happen there. Their freedom was bought. And it you know lifted what? the whole village. Wow. That, uh, apparently, it, it sent a message right through the Muslim community and the whole village. Like, who are these people who don't even know this guy bought his freedom? Peter, would you please um, contact them down there and find out if there's any more that are in bondage like that that could be helped? And, you know, what? everybody pulling together made a difference. Let us know if you know, there's I'm any more thinking, opportunity. It's overwhelming. Yeah. If we, you know, I was thinking like it's overwhelming how much need there is, right? But Jesus said the poor are always going to be there. So, so it's there, I believe. So we can, so we might be able to demonstrate our love. Is that a good idea? Like, um, we can't rescue everyone. But you know what I said to myself? I said this question Could I save or rescue one? Could I help one? Just one. And, and and we did one, and just the just the thought now of of maybe meeting them in heaven one day, and they saying, "Hey," and forever when they see you, "Hey," you know, we don't forget you. You loved us. You didn't even know us. You loved us. And I'm thinking, wow, like like let's just do one. Let's just do one at a time. One, one. You know, we got a got a little Christian school over there. I uh, I did a website. Tracy uh, helped Jackson helped me do the website for them. We got them a website, and they asked us to name it. We we named it the Shiloh School of Peace. <laughs> if anyone wants to look at it, it's ShilohSchoolofPeace.com. And uh, when you see those little kids' face, these are these are Christians who the Muslims don't really want to educate. You know that. They want to make it hard. They become the toilet cleaners, you know, for the Muslim. So this lady's dedicated her life to try and lift them up with education. And, um, you know, I had a miracle. They needed a computer, and I was collecting some stuff, and there was a briefcase just sitting there. And in the briefcase was a was as good as new Apple iPad. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't let it sweat in my hands. I wrapped it up and sent it to them, and, and you should have seen the face, the pictures of the lady when she was opening it. It was like a, a young little girl at Christmas time. That is amazing. But, you know, we can, we can do these sorts of things, and yeah, you know, everybody knows we can do that. But you know, it's nice. It's just nice to do that sort of thing if you can. What is it to lift our little finger? You know, what is that? Is it too hard? Lift our little finger, help someone? No, sir. It doesn't no. have to be over there can be anyone, next door, neighbor. It doesn't matter who it is. It's just like, you know, the big 
big problem with you know Lazarus and uh, and the rich man was that Lazarus was at his gate with sores in a bad way, and the rich man had to drive past him every day. Did he worry about him? Mm. So you know, it's good to get in touch with the love, get in touch with our humanity a little bit. You know, we're not perfect, but uh, we could try. Just have a little try out there and do something. You know, ask Amen. the question, how can I help you? Let us know about more opportunities to help there. Brother Peter, All we right. love and appreciate you. I want to thank you for yeah. coming on tonight, everybody for tuning in. Would you like to close it in prayer tonight? Yeah, um, I'd just like to say that um, uh, just like to pray and we just say bless everyone. I know some of the people who listen and um, everybody out there, hello and um, thank you and um appreciate everyone um, because of what you're standing for. But anyway, we thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name for everyone. And um, we hope that today's message is going to go out and um, and just help people uh, maybe recover from the damage of everything that's just happened, you know, in the West and um, help people to, to, to go and minister the peace and I'm saying it for our ears, and I know God already knows. But uh, anyway, praise the Lord, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother Peter, we'll see you next uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. Gold Coast. Is that still good? All good. See you then, my brother. Love and appreciate you. God bless you, my friend. Okay, you too. You too. Have a great weekend. I want to say God bless all of you. I'm going to close with a song. Love and appreciate every one of you. Shouts out to the General Apostle Ivory Hopkins, pilgrimsministry.org, true man of God and a warrior. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.